In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Like I did the early one, way early. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at you like almost like drop by jaw. I'm like, wow, that was. That's so when early. the first one comes over the hill and it just like stops and looks at you guys. Like, oh shit, there's hunters. The and turns around and there's like 50 more of them. Yeah, <laughs> it starts running the way and then all the rest of them run away too. Yeah, and it's all over. It's funny too. Caribou are so funny when they run. They're like gangly and like awkward and like skinny legs with big hooves. They so look like fifth grade boys running. Totally. <laughs> My dad would call those plebes. Plebes? Yeah. Plebes. Plebes. That's right. Just gangly, and they, they don't really have their, like, um, coordination about yeah. them yet. You like know, their like legs are longer than baby normal. Baby giraffe style. Yeah. Plebes? What does that mean? Uh, it's just one of those things, like, your dad makes up a name. I've heard it from multiple people. Yeah, like, it's people. just ple- like plebes. Yeah. Like, it's just a, 
I've heard a, tweens. A, yeah, it's like it's like the 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 version where a kid goes from like kid to teenager. Oh, I get what tween, it means. And then there's like but the toddler, the, the toddler to like big kid is a, a plebe. I don't know. If you Google plebes, a newly entered go. cadet or freshman, especially oh. at a military academy. Oh, oh there so we go. my dad didn't make that up at all. They've been calling them plebes for. Hundreds of years, then probably yeah, for centuries. <laughs> Plebe wasn't politically correct, so then now they call them pledges or something. Oh, oh somebody got offended. Oh, God, like, oh, I'm tired of getting called a plebe. Yeah. Anyway, Wait, yeah, or you just get called neophyte. Yeah, it works too. Amongst other names, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever got a nickname like that. Whale poop. You never got called whale poop. No, no. What about air burrito? Air burrito. Never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one seems like it could be offensive too. Mm-hmm. In today's world, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And Back the then, 80s. it was probably like the badass nickname. Mm, not really. Oh, wasn't? No. Well, it was. A <laughs> I rec- thought like maybe you dunked before everybody, so they I called did. you Air Burrito. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I never told this story. No, no. On Air Burrito. Oh, let's I was do like it. one of the only like kids that could dunk at Tudor Elementary School. Uh-huh. And then this this kid, I don't even remember who it was. You just because my name last name is Boitrago, and no, everyone it was always burrito, and then it would just uh, turn into air burrito because I could. <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> so then all the kids in the neighborhood started calling me air burrito. <laughs> I didn't like it at the time, but it's, it's funny be now. A new Disney movie uh, yeah, that comes I mean, out. I, it's I like, oh, you had to deal with all this adversity, and then you grow up and, be, and get on a podcast and flip hot dogs, <laughs> <laughs> go sheep hunting. <laughs> Like, yeah, it made me a stronger person. Yeah. I, I feel like it was a compliment. It was. It I was, mean, but it was I didn't like, like the nickname burrito as I was growing up. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As you, and you're, you just get Columbian the nickname. Colombian kid. You're, you're like, like, I'm not even Mexican. Air yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not even Mexican. I'm like, what is a burrito? Like, I never had a burrito in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, we didn't eat burritos. Air like burritos. Epinata. That's yeah. what they should have yeah. said, but. But they don't know yeah. that. Yeah, like the devil's burrito. food or what? Mexican food. I love Mexican When am food. I going to get some of those epinatist? I have to have one. I know. I know. Well, my mom came and I had promised to make them with her and it just, I guess the motor home is not the place to make empanadas. You need yeah. the full setup, but the it's on the, the full mix. Yeah. You've been camping with my mom and talk about cooking stuff on the camp. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about like prep, like the prepping of that. Oh, like yeah. takes a whole table. You like gotta do that like at home and then bring it out there. It's a whole day keep it process. Refrigerated or something. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole day yeah. like process to get that going. She I just made the jalapeno margarita or what she yeah. make, man? Yeah. Was, the jalapeno margaritas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has Jack. she has she ever made like a uh epinata with like Alaska flair? No, but that's what mm-hmm. I, that was the plan this summer. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Because she's yeah. she always makes them, and I've I've, ne- I've shown interest to do it, but whenever she's done it, I'm just not there or yeah. whatever. And I have, I told her, and she totally wants to do it. It's right. just like do it with this ground moose meat or deer meat or or any, smoked salmon or, or smoke any of them. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. she's never done what? it. Just just done it the traditional. I want to learn Colombian way. What what exactly is it? Empanada? What empanada is? Empanada. It's like a, um, it's fried. It's like a not dough, but a um, like a mesa. And it's like a pastry. Mm, yeah, but it's ish. not sweet. It could be sweet. Some countries do them sweet. And it's corn based, right? Yeah, and it's corn based. And then inside is like basically a mush of like meat and potatoes, mm. kind of like a pierogi in Russia. Okay. okay. Or um, you know, what I'm saying oh, maybe almost like a falafel, kinda, but like mm-hmm. it's closed up. You know, it's just a okay. 
Just that kind of ethnic. I'm thinking like I'm envisioning like a like pastry ish type thing stuff. So it's like plump and like no, it's it's ours aren't. There are some that are really thicker and okay. kind of my country, but it, these are really thin. And then you just have to you like curl the edges and then you fry them up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then she makes the ahi, which is like. The Colombian like hot sauce, which is more vinegar based. It's very like very, very watery. Mm-hmm. It's very vinegary. Is it like the Guatemalan stuff? We got uh, Machuleros, like that thin mm. red sauce. Yes, kinda. Yeah, yeah. I would say more oniony and vinegar vinegary. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Than that. Okay. And then Sounds we eat amazing. it with that, or we eat it with just like a squirt of lime. You just have like a lime oh, in your hand yeah. and that, and just mm-hmm. eat it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South restaurant has good empanadas. Do they? Yeah. I think had, I haven't had your mom's though. So I've never seen a restaurant or any place have like my mom's style, uh-huh. even like at food trucks. And I've, every time I go in, I see empanada, I, I have it. Right. And I right. try it and they're all slightly different. They're, or are they like Americanized or no, no, there's been some like, like the Peruvian ones are different and you know, oh, they're just slightly okay. different. Yeah. Regional, you know, like the thickness of the dough, yeah. like our, ours is well it's not even dough the thickness of that layer of that corn or whatever is mm-hmm. just not as thick yeah it's like yeah. really thin and like crunchy yeah whereas other ones are thicker so it'll get a little bit more like doughier in the middle i wonder mm-hmm. if there's like regional differences in colombia too oh i'm sure there is you know like in belgium there's like 12 different waffles there's differences just within like our family there's, oh, like, there's, there's yeah. like my mom's empanadas and there's uh-huh. like my grandma's empanadas and my aunt's and then my uncle in Germany, he has empanada stands out there in Germany. Oh, he And does. he's like, wow, actually, really? yeah. And our big thing, like my mom always wanted to open an empanada stand because she always had a hot dog stand, but it was always so much work. Yeah. So we're always trying to yeah. find someone to mac- manufacture the machine that you can make them. And now finally my uncle in Germany has the empanada machine. Oh, he does. That just basically Mass has produce. like the mold and you can just be like, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? And just like mold them, them out. crank them out. Just dun, 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 dun. All so, the folding's gone. Yeah. All the folding, all the hand all the stuff hand is work. pretty much done. You just mm-hmm. put like the, what the flattened part of it. Over there? Um, he's in Cologne. Oh, okay. And my cousins are all over the place out there. Yeah. Um, but his, his house is in Cologne. Right there, right outside of, outside of Frankfurt. Does he have like a spot he goes to every day, or? Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure if he just just does events. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, yeah. retired. He probably just does events. He might have had a spot here. Well, he's not there. street hustling day in and day out no more. No, I don't think so. Mm. I think he he has uh, like events. You know, yeah. like Oktoberfest, like we were talking right. about the other day. Yeah, yeah. things like that where you just go one day and do all the prep. So this Saturday, um, so Machuleros, you know, shut down for the season, but they're coming out for a sleeper event at the market at Double Shovel on Saturday. So no one else will know that but you guys. Nice. nice. Well, and all of social media, but no one will know that from this <laughs> podcast except for you guys. <laughs> They'll hear it after the fact. Machuleros. I'm so Machuleros. stuck. I was so bummed that they're shut down. Oh, so I'll be um, steelhead fishing. Oh, Good river. Mm. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. On Saturday? Yeah, we're going for the weekend. Cool. Bringing the raft? Uh, nope. We're going to walk the river. My brother's been in contact with that guy that owns the fly box there, and he puts out like a weekly thing of how it's looking and where yeah. it's hot and what's being hit. Oh, is that, that thing open back up? The fly box? I guess it's this guy's thing. He has his little fly shop or whatever out there, and then he also puts oh, out the like one a in weekly town. report. Yeah. No, no, oh. no, no. This is the Inker River. Cause so there was a bit like a closed up old bait shack that used to be like open sometimes, closed sometimes. That's actually down at the access road, like where you can go to the beach or you can go to the campground. 
Is it that one down there or the one that's up by the blue bus in Anchor Point in town? In Anchor Point or there? I don't know which one it is. Oh, okay. Because there's a guy who has a legit one organized yeah. set up. Like when you're on the highway, the Sterling Highway. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I think he's the one that's on right when you turn in there in that little like area before yeah. you go down okay. across okay. the bridge. I cool. think that's where that guy is. I'm oh, not right 100% on. sure. All right. Yeah. I'd just be excited if somebody opened that shop back up. Cause it used to be really cool. Oh, like you I could go you there know. and lose all your hooks mm. for kings. Yeah, and then go jump back over there, and he'd have some, you know, spinning yeah. glows and beads and stuff for you. And yeah, have you know? I think that place has been a few things. Right, that fly shop. Yeah, place. I think yeah. at one point it was a restaurant, and it was like a, mm. and then it was a, uh, like an antique or double, like yeah. I don't know what kind of store. I love Anchor Point, man. I do too. It's one of my favorite places. In fact, my grandparents live out there. Really? Yeah, like it's technically called Happy Valley, which mm-hmm. is like right before, yeah, yeah. right before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going south on the right side, obviously it'd be the bluff side. There's a road on the left side, Catafia, on the mm-hmm. left, and there are places about quarter of a mile, maybe half a mile back in off the highway. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you really look for it, um, my grandpa's got like this epic, huge American flag, just like oh yeah, flap because it's always windy out there, uh-huh. yeah. you know, off the bluff. Always and, uh, windy. Man, they like literally have the like over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go like spot. Yeah. Like you literally go do all those three things when you leave Anchorage yeah. <laughs> to go to their house. And yeah. we used to go there for That's Thanksgiving cool. and um got a lot of memories going down there and watching the cranes and the, the moose and yeah. all the critters running around in their swamp around their, their property. It's pretty cool. Anchor's just a I love it. I beautiful, mean, we go every unique year place. For memorial. Mm-hmm. Um it's just so far away, though. But you got to go at least once or twice. Are you bringing Mateo? Yeah, me and my brother Mateo. Sweet. We're going to stay in Carlo's new um, cab over camper. Oh, he got one? What did nice. he get? Wolf Creek. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd I guess cool. he didn't go for the uh, the jump from that one to Arctic Fox, Arctic I want to say. Fox, yeah. which is a, this one's also fully insulated, uh-huh. he said. It's just not as Gucci. Yeah. It's the price difference. Does it have the pop out? Um, the slide out. Good question. I've yeah. only been in it once. Uh, it's really know. nice when those that I don't think that's the. I think out. that's the difference between okay. the Wolf Creek and the Arctic Fox is the pop out. But I'm okay. not 100 sure. Gains yeah. so much space. Yeah. Yeah. And oh now yeah. With that pop out. Yeah, I think Joey has the Arctic Fox. He does. One, and that yeah. has the pop out. It's really. Uh, nice. He let me jump up in there and check it out when we were down at Trail this mm-hmm. summer. Phew. I mean, for a cab over and a short bed pickup. It's, I mean, it's, it's as really spacious nice. as you're gonna get, and it was pretty. If it's just good. you and the wife and two kids, that's like perfect, you know. It's still tight, but mm-hmm. it's um. Well, his little table goes tent. to a bed, so the girls can sleep uh-huh. down there, and mm-hmm. him, him and Dio can sleep mm-hmm. up on the yeah. top. Nice. When do you get it? Um, he got it like right before moose season. Okay, so he hasn't mm-hmm. used it yet. He's took it out lots. Oh, of he times. has. Okay, but just like with the family on uh-huh. a one day, two day, sweet. Weekend. I wonder, did he just like? Stick it in the truck and clamp it down and just leave it on there and drive around something else. I mean, he's yes. probably not taking the thing on and off every weekend. No, right? no, he's got a little tiny, like old Yoda, like a oh, eight, that little red one, the little red one. Yeah, he still yeah. got that. Yeah, sweet. He's got that little red one that he drives around. Oh, with. okay. Because that's like a mission to put that thing on. And yeah. Off. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, kind of like put it on totally. and done with us, like almost for the summer. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 So tomorrow I'm going to surprise the kids when I pick them up from school with the R Pod. I had about got it all ready, and uh, we're gonna do our last probably family camping trip tomorrow night after school, 
just cruise down to Bird Creek. Like no one's going to be there. Oh, that's yeah. And then I'll just drop them off at school the next morning. That's perfect. Wow, that's fun, so man. That should be fun. Bird so Creek's nice. Yeah, hockey, but I'll have a big fire. Yeah. If you yeah. get a little bit more, that there's some really nice campgrounds at that portage. Like just oh, all yeah. those little areas mm-hmm. there, bear. There's like three different campgrounds right there. Mm-hmm. It's, fucking, it's so nice. Yeah. Especially yeah. right now when there's nobody there. Yeah. The yeah. Bird Creek one's great. It is super too, close. Nobody there no too. One's gonna nope. be there. Yeah. Nope. And there's some yeah. really cool ones that like the fire pit is kind of downhill from yeah. towards the bluff a little bit. Oh, okay. From your campsite. Yeah. Because Bird Creek, you're kind of all facing each other, right? Like, dun, 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 dun. There's, like, one side and then the other side. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And there's the road side, and then there's, like, the bluff side. The bluff side. Yeah, Yeah, that'll be fun. And, yeah, take little bikes down and stuff. How's the weather tomorrow for that? Is it supposed to be? It doesn't doesn't matter, though, does it? No, I didn't even look. No. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. good to go. It was a beauty today, though. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, I feel like awesome these day. last couple, like these nicer, warmerish days, mm-hmm. are like numbered. Oh yeah, you can feel it. Like I just kind of walked out of work today, and I'm like, yeah, this is like one of the last, like couple. I nice think there's ones. still more. I, I mean, just more. like where you can, you could probably get away with a hoodie yeah. out there oh, yeah. for a few hours. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Doing yard work and stuff, and yeah, but it's it's creeping up real quick. Well, we went hiking for birds two weeks ago in the Kenai, I guess two and a half weeks ago, and it was like straight on winter. And then mm-hmm. on Sunday, went and hiked up um, to Bear, like towards Berry Pass, where you can look into 20 Mile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah, yeah. about that before. So I went way back up in there on um, Sunday, and it was completely different. It was like, it felt like it was a month earlier than la- the previous time I had been down to the Kenai. There was no snow up there? Uh, there's snow up high on the pass, but there wasn't any like in the that bottom bowl area. Right. But it was just warm and it felt like real fall. Yeah. Leaves on the ground. It was yeah, cold. It was like it was wet. Super pretty. It wasn't that cold. You know, the sun was out and it, it was nice to, I thought we lost our fall. And so I felt like we got it back last weekend. No doubt. It was, uh, did you actually make it all the way up to Mm-mm. the pass mark? Oh, no. Okay. No, it ran out of daylight. Yeah. Yeah, it was on I the way back for the, from those um, Manitoba cabins. We went and stayed out there and uh, and then cruised back. Sick, man. I love that out there. Manitoba. Yeah, people are already skiing. They're hiking in. I think I saw about 15 people walk the trail to go backcountry skiing nice. while we were there. It's anxious. Yeah, Damn, I was hard. actually kind of jealous. I didn't bring my skis. I didn't even yeah. think about it. But right, why would you? You wouldn't know. think. That. Yeah, it's early. <laughs> yeah, like a month early. Yeah, and then cousin Sammy, she went and skied, uh, hiked up Arctic Valley last Sunday on Sunday, and skied, and she said there was you know three feet. Wow. Yeah, it was great. I wondered that because yeah, when you look up at the Chugach, like it looks. I look up there, I'm like, man, it looks like there's three or four feet of snow up there. The way that it covers the rocks, mm-hmm. yep. and it's, like, smoothed over. Just yeah, fully That whitey. takes quite a bit of snow to get. To, to fill in all those patches. Features. Fill in the yeah. pad. Yes, correct. There it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, like, it's yeah. very, like, smooth looking. I'm like, dude, that's got to be a lot of snow. I mean, but it probably got four or five foot in some of those spots up there. Yeah. Easily. Well, hopefully we get a lot of snow. It's always fun. Yeah. It's like kind so. of a pain in the ass to deal with. So short I, time. I kind of have a goal after this podcast is to put together one of these bags. Oh, the cook so, bag. Oh. So hopefully, I learn a lot today. Nice yeah. full full shift. Full shift. Let's get off. on it. Yeah, good transition. That was good. I like it. Keep the keep the 
Yeah. So we can just keep Jerry's. blabbing forever. Yeah. Jerry's at home with the kids. Uncle Jerry's doing a good job. I've got no, no text messages yet. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, um, Uncle Jerome? Yeah. Before we get into the cookbook. Can I call him that? Is it okay to call him Uncle that? Jerome? He loves Jerome. Jerome. Oh, does he? That's man? his name. Jerome, Jerome man. Jerome, Jerome. Eastside Jerome. <laughs> Probably not East at all, but. I don't know if he's going to like it now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, One time a, a football player um, during uh, Halloween came to practice in, like, uh, a costume, and his nickname was Eastside Jerome. Oh, okay. And for some reason, like, I don't know, it was, like, 15 years ago, I watched it on Sports Center, and it, like, stuck in my head <laughs> every time I hear that name. Oh, that's funny. Sounds like something Michael Scott would do on The Office. Yeah. I've yet to watch that. I want to, like, sit. and I'm watching a lot of good shows right now, and I just need that's on one of the list to just Run through it. Maybe Christmas break. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Should have time for that. Um, big shout out to all the Patreon members, all the new mm. Patreon people. Brandon and I just recorded another Patreon episode. It's out now. Um, VMAX. A lot of good stories. <laughs> good. That's a really good one. <laughs> um, so if you're not a Patreon member, you just go to our <laughs> website, LaskaWildProject.com. Scroll down. See the Patreon link. Click on there. Uh, $5 a month. Gets you uh, all the extra episodes and and all the other goodies and stuff that we got coming. Um, so thank you to those guys and thank you for everyone that's putting in the Apple Podcast reviews. Um, and if you're listening to this right now um, on Spotify or Apple or Google or wherever, um, we are going to jump into the, the cook bag. We talk a lot about what we bring, all this honey, all this uh, cooking that we're doing out in the field, whether we're rafting or fishing or. Or four-wheeling. I mean, definitely we're not bringing this when they're hiking because these bags are big. So we're going to kind of bust those bags out and kind of go through what we normally take in these cook bags. Um, if we're going either on a weekend trip or just with the kids or we're going on, you know, a 10-day moose hunt. It's pretty much the same bag that I bring. And I bring it with the family every time camping. It's just like has everything that I need in it. And, you know... So it's going to be best. I mean, we're going to describe everything what we got going on. But if you get a chance to jump on our YouTube page and look at the video, if you're like wondering what exactly is is that thing he's talking about or whatever, what are those cool tongs he has or, you know, whatever, just like go to YouTube and just point, pinpoint this part where we started the cook bags here at about 20 minutes. And then um, you can look at the rest of the video by there. Uh, you want to bust one of those both of those bags out. So first of all, um, got it, got it, I learned the cook bag game from uh, Daryl and Kendo back in the day. Mm. Um, these are some old codger dudes that I used to go that kind of taught me how to, uh, you know, do a lot of Alaska stuff. You mentioned that in the last podcast that you mentioned Kendo's name. Like they, yeah. I think we did it on the Patreon. Oh, is that what it, it was? It might have oh. been on the Patreon one where okay. we got into the Kendo story. All right. Um, but anyways, they kind of put me on the game, so, you know, thank you to them. And I kind of expanded it. And what I like to use, uh, I'm going to stand up here. Uh, what I like to use is the North Face uh, duffel bag. It's their basic one that you could probably get on northface.com or down there at the North Face store. It's definitely not waterproof, um, mm -mm. but it's very durable. Um, it's very thick. It's water resistant. I mean, if it takes a plunge, it's definitely going to get water in there. But water's not going to get in just with simple rain. Like I said, I throw this on the back of the four-wheeler or just in the raft. Um, not in the bottom of the raft because it will soak up some water mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in the bottom sometimes if there's like a gash or something because this thing just gets thrown around yeah. dude, all the time. So it's the North Face Duffel. And what did we decide on? This was the... 
This the medium one. The yeah, medium. that's the medium. Uh, Seventy-one liter. Okay, so it's the medium one that I have, mm-hmm. and um, I think Brandon has the small one. And mm-hmm. at one point, I ended up buying the large one, thinking that uh, thinking that I was going to put you know more stuff in there. But like this thing's already heavy as you picked mm-hmm. it up. What do you yeah. say? It's like thirty pounds uh, at least. Yeah. With all the gear in it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. 2530. Yeah, so so maybe Jack, have you pounds. opened some stuff up out of there? Because I'm kind of out of reach with the mic. Um, so basically what I like to put in there, I'm just going to read it off before we pull it out. Um, the reason I have the medium bag is because it fits that Coleman uh, double green stove that everyone has. Mm-hmm. Um, that bag will fit in the bottom of this. And then, um, so, but I guess let's start at the top. But that's just the reason why I got this size of bag. And you have the smaller bag for the smaller. If yep, you just yep. have the single burner or that double red burner that, yeah, that folds I'll in ex- half. I'll explain, elaborate on that. In um, a bit. So, what I like to have in my bag is a long lighter. Long lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, what you get at Costco, I like to have a knife, any sort of old kitchen knife that we bring. You know, bigger is better because you're cutting up big pieces of meat or whatever. This is just like one of those old Costco. Any Come knife. Amachi. Come at you. Yeah, come at you, dude. He's come at you, dude. At you. It's, it's coming at you. Yeah. So any kind of Camp big knife in there so you're cutting stuff all the time. Ooh, some prescription. Prescription seasoning right there to get you mm-hmm, through. Mm-hmm. So I got a thing of seasoning in there. Um, I got some trash bags. I got some Ziploc bags. And this is all inside of the mesh lid of the bag. Um, that bag normally is what I put... Uh, because uh, it's kind of like, like silverware. Or yeah, something? duct tape on the side so it won't rip through. I used to put a different knife in there. I think is what it oh, was, okay. or another sharp object in that's there. That's a good idea. That way it doesn't yeah. puncture. Doesn't the puncture corners. through. Yeah. Well, that's why I started using the Kamachi because it has, has its own little uh, sheath. sleeve, its own sheath. little yeah, sheath, mm-hmm. so it's not going to cut through the bag. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And some of these, when you push them back in, can be self sharpening. I don't know if this is one, but. And that's just one you get at Costco, but that yeah. probably a lot of people have that has the different colors. Yeah. And it just is all around. Like, what you're not worried about it. What colors mean? Do you know? I think it's just the size. Oh, okay. The size, size it's of not the like cut. The they're all d- no, no, they're just the different sizes. Or it's like, uh, yeah. or it's like application of like what kind of knife it is, maybe. Like yeah. It's supposed and to this bag you can only cut red meat with this that's one. Right. Yeah, that's just only red meat. meat. No vegetables with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so there's another nice. thing of seasoning. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we have a variety of little seasoning <laughs> there. I like to have um, the kind that you twist on and off, so it's yeah. not just going to pop out accidentally yeah. Yeah. um mm. and normally i'll have that within a ziploc bag mm-hmm. too because i have had it pop off and then you have seasoning all over the place now what do you do to prevent moisture in these things because i always have a hard time especially mm. with anything that has salt in it for, mm-hmm. for moisture do you ever put like the the little air not iridescent but the little uh, no. oxygen scavenger in it i think i use it so much that i don't I okay. just like refill it back up, and then once yeah. it gets clapped out, you know what I'm saying? Then I'll get a new one, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll just use that. And so in that top lid, there was also some towels in there. Yeah. Um, so basically, there's a whole bunch of stuff that fits in there. You know, the towels, the knife, the 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 long lighter, so you can spark things up. Trash bags, um, you know, just the essentials on the top that are just quickly quickly accessible. And then now inside of the bag, I have three different pans. I have I want to say that's the 12 inch. The eight inch cast iron. So the twelve inch cast iron, and I want to believe that's the eight inch, or does it say six hundred? Oh yeah, it says right there six inch. So I want to say that's a six and eight. And then I also bring like one of those egg pans. Those non. That's a ten inch. All right, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, the big, not the hugest one, but the like the large one that can fit in that bag, and then a smaller one that goes within that. So on the really really big one, I like to do the veggies. 
um, because don't, normally that takes a lot of space, especially if you're cooking for four to six people. You're kind of a bunch of potatoes, a bunch of onions mm-hmm. and peppers and all that stuff. Whereas normally you think, oh, I'm going to do the steaks on that. Um, I do the veggies on that big pan, and then on the smaller one, I can do two steaks at a time. So it's more like cook to order. And then once I get that going out, I, and once you start cooking the vegetables, it kind of gets smaller. And then you can transition them into the, into the smaller cast iron pan. And you got the two cast, two cast Yeah, I got irons? two cast irons. Damn, that's why I saw The smaller and the big. And then I have the third pan, which the is like pan. a little little sauce, little egg pan. This is I only really cook eggs on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a nonstick pan that you can just do just use for cooking eggs. You know, we do car that's for Carl right there. For the Costco sixty four pack of eggs? Yep. And then that's I also right. have a pot. Um not sure what size pot this is, but not not too big. Like a regular, you know, pot that you boil eggs in or whatever. Um, with the lid, obviously, because I like to do a lot of rice or if you're That's actually it. a true saucepan. The other one was a like a small skillet, right? Wouldn't that be that? Or nonstick pan? Yeah, a nonstick pan, basically. Mm-hmm. And then this could be a saucepan. And I, I'll put the beans Sauce in there pan, yeah. or I'll put the rice in there. I'll make the rice in there. Uh-huh. And it's also a really good place to stage stuff if you have a bunch of veggies and stuff already. Oh, yeah. But you don't want you want to get it off the cast iron. It's going to cool down fast on there. Or you want it to be done cooking. And then you can just stick it in Throw in this to, and put the lid on it. It's going to stay warm. in there? Um, in here now I have the attachment um, that goes to the a adapter. propane tank, the adapter. Oh, yeah. So there's an adapter. Sick. So a lot of times on that Coleman stove, um, people are using those little green things. Yeah. yeah. And I found this last year, I couldn't find them. I couldn't find them anywhere. You know, like they were just sold out in places. And I found it was like, you know what? I'm just going to start bringing the little propane tank. Mm-hmm. And a little hot tip is this same cord that goes to the Coleman stove that's on the bottom there, the two the normal green Coleman stove, this same attachment will go to a propane tank and it'll also go to your buddy heater. Mm. Um, so the uh, same propane tank. So yeah. I take one, like I took it on the moose hunt or any big long hunt. So then you have the, enough propane, you know, a five gallon dependent or two gallon or whatever you're going, 20 gallon, however long you're going. And so you can just, instead of bringing like 10 of those green things, yeah. you know, you just bring the one propane tank and then you can transition it for warming up the tent in the morning or at night if it depends on how cold it is. Yeah. And then you can use the same thing for, for the cook stove. Did you get that after the caribou hunt this year? I did. When I knew so, I was going to go on the float. Because I had that I had that set up when we were in, went on that hunt too. Yes, I, I didn't want did. to swap the cans out and I had yes. that grill. Yes. And I was like, I'll just hook it up that way. Everybody yeah. can come over here and cook grill yeah. and never run out of propane. Yeah. Right. I've seen other that's people nice. using it. Um, I think Scotty uses it too. And I was like, man, that's perfect. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to get one. Once I couldn't find the green cans. Yeah. Anymore, they were hard to find this summer. I was like, I'm just going to yeah. switch it up. Have I you, know where to find them, but I can't say. Do you guys refill your own? Um, I was going to start doing that and I couldn't find the, you had to order it. The, usually. Yeah. And yeah. then I want to say someone had told me cause I had a whole bunch of empty greens mm-hmm. and I was like, who told me they bought the, the thing to refill them up. But I started calling. Okay. Do you have it? Yeah, we use it. Yeah. Oh, so okay. we about 10 years ago switched cause you can double, almost double the amount of fuel you can put in those things. Then what comes in it? Yeah. And yeah. it's super oh, wow. easy. Yes. And then, oh, so, so, it's you. so I still have them because okay. I was like, I know I'm going to run into someone because yeah. I called Cisco. I called Carlo. I probably called Brandon. I'm like, do you have the adapter? Yeah. I was like, I know there's a reason I haven't met. Maybe Thompson, I even asked. I was like, I know someone has this thing mm-hmm. that I could use it. So I've been saving the green cans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have a bunch at home. Yeah, it works great. Um, and in Alaska, you don't really have to worry about it because it, like, you wouldn't want to overfill it and leave it like in your, uh, you know hot car in arizona but here you're fine yeah it doesn't matter 
Yeah. And it, and the green cans are great if you're just going for the weekend. You just yeah. pop two in there in this totally. bag. And so in this same bag, those green cans fit in this bag. So this, um, the Coleman stove slides to one side. And then I also have a pair of tongs. So let me see what else we have in here. I like to have a pair of tongs in here um, because everything's always hot and you need a way to grab everything. Yeah. So I have a pair of like longer tongs mm -hmm. um, that you can grab food with and stuff like that. And then also in here, I have... The little fuel, like I don't have it in here because I normally I use, just used it last weekend. Is the um, the reactor, the MSR yeah. reactor stove that I use to boil water? Because yeah. it's just way quicker than doing it in the pot and all yeah. that. Like if you need it in a minute, it's ready to go. Yeah. So in here, I'll also keep the green stove. I mean the green fuel. I'll keep the uh, reactor, Is that and it right I'll keep there, the Jack? extra fuel. Sorry to interrupt, guys. Is that it right there? Uh, yeah. It looks. Uh, I think there's a more high tech one. It probably shows the has like the, a valve the, on it. Yeah, Our, ours is really close to that one right there, and ours doesn't have a valve on it. Okay, it looks mm. it looks just like that. Yeah. But you just hook it up to like a twenty pounder like that. The, and well, then the key is you leave a little bit in the t in the tank because you're putting a liquid into a compressed gas. You, oh. it, you know, so basically what you do you have to cool it. So you screw that thing in and you bleed it down as fast mm. as you can. And while it's cold, then you hook it up to there and then you just d pour it in. So you hook it up like that and then tilt your tank. So on Amazon, we're looking at the QD4U propane refill adapter LP gas, 13 bucks. Pretty cool. Yeah. So instead of wasting those green cans, you know, get that to fill them up. And then if you're going to go on a long hunt, you know, a moose hunt, you're probably going to go through one of those green cans a day if you're doing breakfast, dinner, mm -hmm. and you got kids. Making coffee. And if yeah. you're going for a long hunt with your kids, like, you know, you don't have to bring 12 of those things. Yeah, Or totally. one propane tank, whatever. Um, so then the reactor fits in this in this same bag and the extra fuel for that and the extra green, the extra green, but actually there's actually one in here. There it is. The extra green fuel. That one's still good. And then in in this, I have a water bottle that has it's um that has a seal on it on the top. Like an O-ring? Yeah, it has an O-ring on the top and it's just mm -hmm. like a metallic one. It's not it's not plastic, it's it's metallic, like a stainless steel um oil thing that has a a O ring, like you said, on there, so that you can really tighten it down and you're not gonna get a spill in there. And is that oil in there? That's olive oil in there. It's olive oil in yep. that. Yep. Yep. And then sometimes I'll bring one of like kind of like our water you bottles. Need a rag or a paper towel? Did you get a little greasy? Yeah, this thing is just straight oh, clap just, from the moose hunt. They just they do just like I'll seem to leak every time they open. Oh, it don't matter, dude. I got to clean this thing up. I switched uh, instead of using olive oil because of this. I switched to coconut oil because it stays as a solid. That's a good idea. Oh, nice. Yeah. The key is though, make sure you leave the lid on because if you don't. Um, It'll put it on tight. You like you're going on the trail and you get like four wheeler mm. dust in there and you're yeah. like, damn, uh, you got mud. Yeah, that's a great idea. Because that oil attracts, mm. you know. Yeah, good and flavor from that too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's gonna mm -hmm. be awesome. And then if I'm gonna do um, like if I decide I'm gonna fry fish or I'm gonna fry chicken or something mm -hmm. in one of the water bottles, um, like the Alaska Wild Project, what is that a one liter? A thirty two ounce. Thirty two yeah, ounce um, water bottle. Um, you can put, I put the peanut oil in there and seal that real tight. And that's mm -hmm. like perfectly enough for that big, pan, that big, um, cast iron pan mm -hmm. that you can just fry up, you know, chicken for, for days. And you're using the peanut oil for that? I use peanut oil for that. Um, mm -hmm. I want to try avocado oil. I've never dealt mm -hmm. with that. I yeah. just really know what peanut, where peanut oil, how that works. Right. Um, cooks yeah, hot. 
Yeah, it cooks mm-hmm. really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with avocado oil. Oh, does it? Uh-huh. It has yeah, a it real high temperature range. Yeah. Sweet. And so the last thing that's in here, um, should we pull this stuff out so people can see yeah. it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you could. I was going to gut mine out when I showed everybody. Yeah. So there's the... The grate's not in here? The grate is in there. Um, so that's what I was going to say. On the bottom, on the very bottom, I have... Um, the little self-sustained grate that you would use for um, putting charcoal underneath. Because um, I like to do a lot of cooking on yeah. charcoal. Do you have one of those packed in there? I didn't yeah, it's in the bottom. Though. Really? Yeah. Probably makes a mess in there. No, I have it in a bag. Oh, perfect. Um, so so in the bottom I have this grate, which is probably disgusting, um, in one of these like recyclable bags that, that you take cool. to wherever, you know, to go shopping. Yeah. And so in there is the is the is the smaller steel grate, grate with the, the steel grate legs. with the foldable legs that come out, and you either just put this directly on the fire, you know what I'm saying to cook stuff, sure. or I like to bring charcoal too because mm, a lot yeah. of times if it's really windy or you know you don't want to burn through a lot of wood just to cook because when you're gonna go to cook, you're gonna want to use the coals and the fire sometimes has to be dimmed down yeah. or you have to wait sure, a while. Sure. You just got back to camp Get and you start the fire, right? you're not gonna have coals mm. for like an hour. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times you want to get going faster than that. So you just get this and, and it fits perfectly in this bag. And where'd you get that one at? Um, I believe I got that one at uh Sportsman's Warehouse oh, okay. or Cabela's. Um, I don't know what the name brand is it of it. I've had the different ones. I do like the ones that's cheaper that has like just the stick leg. Mm-hmm. Cause you can kind of just pound that in yeah. mm-hmm. so you can get it closer to the fire or closer to the coals where this is just a set level mm-hmm. and you, it's just like, you have to put more charcoal yeah. than normal so that you can get the right heat sometimes. Yeah. But that other one, you could just like next pound in the sides. Yeah, and just have it. Just like really, really tight, you know, mm-hmm. if you just have a little bit of limited. Yeah. I um, have the tripod style that raises up and down. Do you like this better than that? Um, I, Like the one that you showed with John and them? Uh-huh. Um, the I never used that one. I just wondered, does it collapse? Like, are those like um, telescoping they, things? They just They don't telescope, but they come apart. Oh, they so come apart. They're like three joints long, and then that that thing hangs on a wire that can go all the way low, uh-huh. all oh, the way perfect. to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a chain, and then at the top there's a clip, and so if you want to lower it, you just pull the clip out and lower, oh, lower it. That's way cool. Uh, oh, and it has like yeah. three on the top, and then one on the top, so you lower it. Yeah, so it stays level. That's right. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's just my cook bag. I've seen a lot of, and Brandon's going to get his cook bag out and show us what he has in there. And I mean, just depending on what you got, you probably have all the stuff at your house anyway, you know? Yeah, it's fun. that's the funny thing about this cook kit is that you can damn near assemble the whole thing from everything you have at home. You you got some knife in the, in the drawer that's probably kind of beat up. You don't really yeah. like care about no more. You'll throw in there. Oh, we didn't talk about the gloves. These are highly important. Um, These are, shout out to the IBW boys. These are just Youngstown um, gloves that one of the boys like abandoned at a trip and I use. And it's perfect for dealing with with this stuff because the cast iron pan is hot. I do have the little um, like rubber or I think it's rubber like cover that goes on that. So it's Mm -hmm. hot. But even still after a while that gets hot and these gloves are just like you can move coals and all that stuff. So a nice pair of like leather gloves will definitely help you to like. Move stuff around. Yeah, especially when you're cooking over the fire. It's yes. I mean, like the pan gets hot. Sorry, Jack. But cooking over the fire, over coals, constantly hitting it back and forth with your hand, you'll burn all the hair off your hands. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have. <laughs> it, uh, it seems like this would be a good present for someone. 
Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any of those uh, people that are like, oh, we're going to get, we're just getting the outdoors or whatever. And they could get their husband or wife one of these things and wow. pimp it out. That would be like the epic Christmas present. That is a really good present. Yeah. And speaking of presents, actually, the, the, the Coleman stove I have, shout out to big Kyle, Kyle Sellers. That was our wedding present that oh, he gave to me what? and my wife like 14 years ago. That thing's so still cool. going? Still going, dude. And that's like the old school one. Yeah. And it's just like, it's still kicking, dude. Yeah. It's just going. And that, that was cool. the best wedding present we ever got. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't use the fancy china and all that shit. Like, mm-hmm. But this thing, dude. Oh, yeah. One of the most useful things yeah. that you got. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty but cool. You're, that's a good idea. The cook bag mm-hmm. uh, Christmas present gift. for your husband or, or whoever or a woman. There's a lot of women that are cooking out there. Oh, yeah. Well, I know plenty of guys that want a cook bag, but they aren't going to put the time together mm-hmm. to assemble it. Yeah. So they'll just go out with Daniel or myself. Yeah. And then they know. I was telling Daniel on the way up here is like a lot of times with, you know, some of the crews that I go out in the woods with, other than Daniel, who is very prepared, mm-hmm. um, the, I'm heavily dependent on for that cook kit. Mm. Like that thing's going to cook our meals every yeah, night. Yeah. And then, you know, the next guy doesn't have to bring a bag or a tote full of pans and yeah. oil and propane cans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, you just can't cook big, badass gourmet meals out in the woods without proper equipment. Oh, totally. That's, yeah. that's really the reason for the cook bag. Yeah. And I really like how you guys have condensed it. You know, I have the action packer. So, I mean, forever I cook yep. on tons of, well, still do on tons of trips, but I just throw it on an action packer and it's just not as condensed and there's all this other shit. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, hike this thing up to camp from, the raft and it, this is way better yeah, yeah. And, and when you have the certain size bag like everything goes in there exactly a certain way yeah and you just know and then when you go back to home you just pull it out clean it and you know exactly goes back in yeah. there and you can tell what's missing yeah. and and i mean we started using it on the gocana and it'll cook for 20 yeah you know what i'm saying that bag will yeah, cook for 20 it'll cook yeah. for three it'll cook for yourself if you need it to yep. yeah yep. you know yeah i like that about yours um and i we talked about this over the years i have the small the the fifth i think 51 liter uh, duffel bag kit uh, with mine. Um, you, you're next level. You have the grill over the fire. You have two cast iron pans. Like mine's even more condensed. And I would say how I equate mine, mine can feed four. Like I can me- make a meal for four. Anything more than that, it's like the, you're have to do the, two the batches. Yeah, everything's yeah. in two batches. Well, before exactly. you bust that out, let's just yeah. give a quick shout out to the um to the supporters here. Um, big shout out to the Treehouse AK. Uh, Josh Boots has seen uh, these cook bags in action all the time. I think he's um, got a pretty decent one put together. Yeah, he's got one together, and the boy's yeah. been starting to get it together. Um, so they're your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Uh, be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis, cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Trent Taylor also has his food came down. 
just like his company, Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day, or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks, or hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of old casino. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have passed <clears throat> excuse me, that have been passed down through generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display traditional flavors. Using the best ingredients that are available, they focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menus include handcrafted corn tortillas, Serrano salsas, carne asada, marinades, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience the tradition and cebola for yourself. Locations on Tudor Northern Lights. Check out serranosmexicangrill.com. Do we want to roll into some trivia? Or yeah, be yeah. nice to get that, yeah. cut that in. Okay. Or yeah, before no, you go that, I wanted to say really quick, a quick sure. shout out to Treehouse. Um, the manager, Chris, over there, he knows that I, I like this certain product that from AKO, um, their sauce carts, and they've been out of it. And the minute they got it in, this guy literally like texted me or Instagram messaged me and was like, hey, man, I got your stuff. I put one on the side for you. I know this stuff goes by. So whenever you come by, it's like here for you. I was like, dude, that's nice. like awesome, man. First class oh, service, yeah. man. Yeah, man. That was amazing. Just had it ready for me. He's like, if I'm not there, ask any of the people there. They know that you're going to be coming in this week to grab yeah. this. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. That's badass. And then the other thing, Taylor, bro, Trent, this guy. I had a text, leak, right? dude. I had to text him in Austin City Limits, dude. Yeah. I was like, Trent, dude, I'm sorry to text you this, but do you guys <laughs> do know. roof stuff? Oh. You know, because I had a leak. I woke up Saturday morning. Noah's comes in our bedroom and he's like, "Papi, mommy, it's leaking in the house," and we're like, "Oh shit, what?" You know, and we yeah. get up and it's just literally leaking like from our bathroom, oh, like no. where the doorway oh, no. is, yeah. just like so dripping worse. down. And it was yep. like that morning was just like windy and raining like crazy, like super rainy, yeah. super windy. And like, oh no, what's going on here? So it died down. It got a little nicer that day. I went back to bed. I was like, we put a thing there. I was like, well, there's nothing you can do. Went back to bed and I ended up crawling up in the art in the attic and mm -hmm. taking a bunch of pictures and call, called Carlo and he's like, I think it's this and that. And I was like, I'm gonna call Trent. You know, just text mm -hmm. him like, "Hey, do you guys do this?" And he's right away. He's just like, "Yep, what do you got, dude?" Yeah, he's like, yeah. "He's like, I can't really do nothing till Monday. Um, I'll call you Monday, dude. Sure enough, dude, Monday morning I get the text. What's up, man? Send me the pictures. I send him the pictures. Person called me today. Set up the appointment tomorrow. Nice, nice. So tomorrow got the end. They got the guy coming through to to check it out and see what's up. And he automatically was like, "Oh, it's probably this. It could be that. We see this. We think it's that." It's kind of a blessing to catch it right now before winter starts, too. Yes. You know? And yeah. that you weren't out of town on vacation or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. And I think it's um, it's just when it's really windy and really rainy is what caused it to something. I, I, don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm not an expert, but yeah, we'll get the expert out there tomorrow and, and see what it is. But really awesome to those guys. Um, well, these are, our local, these are our local sponsors. Uh, you know, we, we promote their business because we know um, – and expect that kind of service, and that's what they give. And yep. that's what's cool in reality. Like, they actually do provide that service. Yeah. You know, you get the phone call. You get the immediate response. Yeah. You hope um, you never have to call There's them. a lot to be said for that. You know? Yeah. yeah. But things happen. Yeah. Jackie, hit it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're uh, 
we're into uh, packaging food, and this is a food-related podcast today, okay. so I kind of have a fun one. Gold shot. Dealer's choice. Um, <clears throat> so this is, I thought it was kind of fun because uh, I, I actually didn't know this. I thought, what I thought about it was, I learned a lot. I'll just say that. Um, so we, we use vacuums. Do we have a prize? We, we, what we should do for the prize We is should give away something we got. Water bottle or something. For here? Or food related. It's food related, right? Thank you. Yeah, it is food related. Yeah. Um, anyway, there'll be a prize. There'll be a prize. Oh, you're talking about online? Yeah, so yeah, that we we'll can do the trivia. Away. Yeah, we should do local greens again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. No, that one works and fine a food for me. Thing. I thought you meant with you guys. I was like, oh, I didn't bring any greens. No, 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 no. We don't related, need a prize. Yeah. Like for, for yeah, yeah, social yeah. media. Because yeah. like, there's a lot of people that put in on the on the, the last trivia. Yeah. And someone's really getting cool. a local greens bag. And so yeah. let's keep it running. Well, I got I like three it. questions, so we'll pick the best one for that. Okay. Um. All right. So we vacuum seal a lot. I was curious, you know, the differences between vacuum sealers and how much vacuum they actually pull. Got so it. the first part of the question <laughs> is um, for the very good ones, you know, the top Chamber. of the line, cham- they're all the top lines are chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, the very best chamber vacuum sealer can pull how much vacuum. And so you can answer in terms of um, HG, so inches of uh Mercury or PSI? PSI. Can we get a multiple choice? (laughs) (laughs) PSI. PSI. It does, huh? By poundage? You can do it, yeah, pounds per square inch or inches of uh, mercury. Damn, dude, that's a good question, man. 55 pounds. 55 pounds? Yeah. That's the best one? Okay, so we're looking. We're asking what the best one is for vacuum. 55. Commercial fifty-five pound. All right, I'm gonna think that sometimes they have some of those really thick, huge loins that they do all together. <laughs> Fifty pounds. I'm gonna go hundred pounds. Okay, so an absolute vacuum is fourteen point seven pounds. So let's let's reset. An absolute vacuum. Yeah. So that's the most wow. vacuum we can ever get. Okay. So and I only know that because I, I have. It got forced in my head, so not everyone should know that. But <laughs> I do know that. So, so fourteen. You pounds. don't grow up with John Lowe and not know that fact. PSI. Fourteen yeah. PSI. Fourteen point seven is the is the max va- absolute vacuum. Huh. So what would be the most you think that these big chambers would pull? I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> the, the the big ones. The best ones. The best of the. Uh, I said 55 already. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, man, I bet it's actually crazy. Now that I think about it, um, 105 pounds. That's not really crazy, is it? I just said 100. Oh, you did? Yeah. So the, an 55? absolute vacuum is 14.7. So you can't pull more than that. I also just so it has to be good. less than 14. <clears throat> and the best vacuum sealer. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with six. Yeah, it's like middle of the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, five. So it's fourteen 
14.3. So the max is the max that they make. Yeah. So between <laughs> 28 and 29 inches of mercury is what how they're measuring it, which is between 13.75 and 14.3, which I thought was crazy. That's now what are super they, what strong. What are they vacuum sealing that so tightly? Well, they're trying to get all the oxygen out. I know, but what, what products? Any product? Yeah, yeah. Is there an example, like, oh, when you go to... Like, I bet the ones that we have, the vacuum sealers that we have, like Wes has or yeah. I have, I bet one. that these these are the ones that are doing this, like, 28, yeah. 29 inches. Huh. Um, so, the, the non-chamber ones, what do you think they pull? I don't even know. This, I mean, you get a pretty good seal stoned. on those non-chamber ones, too. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go with 10. Yeah, I'm like vacuum sealer illiterate. I don't even use them. Like I've used one one time. Oh, really? What do you yeah. do? I freeze, he I he zip locks the bag to the end and goes. Is that what you and do? And tightens it. No, well, when it comes to like uh, packing stuff, I use freezer paper and, oh. and wrap. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of. Yeah. I've always done it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it works pretty good. I can't say that it would like make a meat pack of meat last five years or anything. Yeah, you know this is stuff I'm just going to eat up anyway. To answer your question, I, I'm non-chambered, uh, three and a half. So it's ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I thought that was pretty good. But yeah. also, like the difference, like that four pounds, it matters, I guess, yeah. because oh, yeah, you sure. you know. But I was really surprised because I thought that if I would have answered, I was going to say like two. For the you know the kind of basic one and like five for the other one, I had no idea that they pulled that strong. Yeah, so I, I was pretty impressed. I don't feel as bad for sounding so dumb because it wasn't Alaskan trivia. Like I was born and raised here, and I should know that. This is just like general knowledge. Yeah, I had no idea. And pff, I'm like good with it. I'm, I never <laughs> ever thought. It never crossed my mind. Well, now you know. But you, it sucks. It sucks hard. Well, yeah. yeah, it sucks real hard. And it's, hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. Like, is that a hundred pounds of suction or four? I mean, you it, know, I, I would say I was watching Eric vacuum seal some deer shoulders last winter, and that thing's aggressive. And oh, it yeah. was like, <laughs> I mean, it sucked the air, and I mean, it that shit's in the truth. Yeah, they're intense. Yeah. Well, that's good to know that the the less the non vac the not the the bag one versus the um, chambered one. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty yeah. good. I mean, yeah. it'll do the job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The only thing that I've seen with those is that um, sometimes you just need to let it rest for a second. It, like, gets too hot. Mm. And then the other thing is... Um, the seal? So, the hot? seal. No, the, the, the actual, the actual machine. machine. And then the same thing with the seal. Yeah. It's sometimes you need to cool it for the seal as well. Yeah. So yeah. That, But as long as you're doing that, I mean, we use one of those forever. Yeah. I got mine for Christmas or I wouldn't have spent the money you know yeah and that i'll say it again i don't know if we said it before but that cabela's commercial grade vacuum sealer is like levels ahead of the one at costco that's the food saver one yeah i mean if you're doing meats and fishes all the time like definitely go with the commercial grade cabela's one that's 300 bucks whereas the food saver one's like 180 yeah yeah and then from there is the jump up to the costco 600 right and what do you do for fish like if you catch halibut or whatever oh i just get it packed i take it to indian valley or somewhere and just just pay to get it packed yeah 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 great question i i 
I wanted to say that earlier and I was going to let you finish and I lost my thought, but, um, which is fairly cheap and there's a lot of good companies that do it. And they flash freeze it, which is really important for quality. Actually, we went with, um, what's that meat shop over there on international across from fats. Oh, um, 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 something meats. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's like Charlie's or Johnny's or something. CK. No. Um, is that anyway, where we got the herring for for the? I think uh, so. Yeah, it might be tender meats or something. It's like C CJ's CJ's yeah, CJ's tender, tender meats. meats or yeah, that's like that. that TJ's. Right. C, I think it's yeah it's CJ or, or TJ. Teddy's. No. no, Teddy's is a different place. Oh, it is. You're on. You know something. who went there with CJ? We could call to call him and ask him. <laughs> he went. To, oh, he went to go get the <laughs> yeah herring? for the herring. Yeah. It's C and J's tender meats. Oh, there you go. There it is. Yeah. But there's there's um, lots of there's lots of other good ones that. That will do it. Any of you those wouldn't, you wouldn't really will. think I could take my, you know, 80 pounds of halibut and have them vacuum seal it, but they will. And it was a quick turnaround. Family-owned business, great folks, honest. They take it yeah. in for you. They call you when it's ready. Um, and even those places that are out in the Cooper Landing right yeah. there, right by Gwyn's, yeah. um, I think Homie just sold it to someone else. But they do that, and they have the freezer mm-hmm. there, which is yeah. perfect if you're just, yeah. especially if you're visiting. Paper paper wrapping fish doesn't last. I would mm-hmm. just throw that out there before I forget my my train of yeah. thought on that. Like that doesn't work. Meat it works for hot dogs and sausages and things. Yeah. But well, back in the day, that was the way, dude. You yeah. put the saran wrap and you put the the newspaper. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The Times back mm-hmm. in the day, you, and that's what you used to do it with. You know what I love to see today? I was like just perusing Instagram and I, I caught uh, Renella um, post on Meat Eater, and they had just killed some pronghorns mm-hmm. and. And it said like putting away for the winter or something. Yeah. And it was like a paper wrapper dispenser with the tape oh, yeah. and the the sharpie. And I'm yeah, like, sweet yeah. dude. People are still doing it the oh, old school yeah, way. For sure. You know? Takes forever and it's a pain in the ass. But I don't know. I would like to get into the vacuum seal game at some point though. Yeah, I mean I really it's would. pretty nice. That the thing where you drop off your fish on the way back from like dip netting or a long day mm. on the water and someone else processes it and then you get that flash freeze. I'm that's a legit way to go about yeah. it. You save like a whole day of your life. Yeah. Well, and whoever gets back from a trip like that and is like, All right, I got all day today, the next day to yeah. deal with this fish. Like, no, nah, yeah. you gotta go back to work. Dude, it's just or something, in a whatever block bag in the fridge in the garage and you're like, uh, yeah. I gotta go to work and I still gotta do this. Yep. Yep, it's fun. All right. What so, else you got, Jack? Yeah. So we we're talk we've been talking about this wet dog race. So I've been nerding yeah, out a little bit about it. So yeah. this uh jet, jet ski race and mm. it's supposed to mm. mimic the iron dog or the Iditarod, oh. kind of like a hardcore run. And the original one was like from either Anchorage or Homer to Gnome, but they've like switched it up and this newer one, um, it has a different route. Do you guys know what it is? Um, That's a question. I, yeah, I might know what it is. Um, I think the newer route is their latest route. I know that they've gone through multiple routes, and it's been like a thing they've been trying to get going. I think that the route they do is Anchorage around Kodiak and back. That's mm. my guess. Mm. I was going to guess like Homer to like Ketchikan. Oh, that would be rad. Yeah. Yeah, like, that would like be Like a homer to cool. catch a can. Yeah. You got to go one across way. that really wide open golf mm-hmm. section. I mean, I've heard of guys, and um, my cousin knows a guy who actually did it and uh, almost killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, That's got to be so dangerous. 
Yeah, he did it alone too, which is even crazier. But yeah, I heard a really good story about that. I'll have to figure out who. I think I know who told me the story, but I don't want to kind of ruin it because they tell it in a really entertaining way. Was he by chance? Was he a teacher from Valdez? No. Okay, because this dude I think was. And I I don't yeah. know what the dude did that road, but um, but I know the guy that ran into them out there and watched this kind of interesting thing unfold. I, we, it's yeah. like a worthy of like bringing him in to talk about oh, the story yeah. kind of thing. Not oh my God. Not um, probably worth. Could you being. imagine how nautical that would be? Yeah. Well, we're okay, going to so bring one is, of those guys in here and and just talk about that um, yeah. because as, as you investigated a little bit, I I did too, or someone I know was telling me about it and they've done the multiple trips and they're continuing still to like work on this idea mm-hmm. um, on what they're trying to do. And they've tried to do different trips and, and looking it up, I was like, I got to thinking like, are you even allowed? I've never seen like anyone jet skiing in some of these places and come to find out in Homer, you're not allowed to, yeah, jet you're ski. not allowed to, no. you're not allowed to jet ski. Right. Mm. And which is kind of a good thing. So, I mean, I I got really upset about that um, in like 2008 when I was trying to surf surf more. Yeah. And we, and it was like, you're going to go spend all this money on a three man jet ski, which is way more expensive than a regular jet ski. So you can go out to Montague or wherever, you know, Bear Glacier. And, but part of it is like, you want to be able to take advantage of all the resources and you couldn't go into Ketchumac couldn't go dip net reds out there then. And it was kind of like, well, you know, do I really want to do this if it's not allowed there? Well, recently over the last like four years in the sound, now they have jet ski mm. tours Yep, and they run up Blackstone Bay and there it's like a three hour tour. And when I just spent the weekend, um, camping with some people that kayak out in Blackstone every, Bay every year in the last three or four, and they've been doing it for like 20 years. In the last three or four years, they're like, oh, yeah, there's no more sea otters. There's no more whales in there. Like, these oh. jet skis just scare away all the wildlife. Oh. And then you just, like, every three hours, and then it's not like they can do anything out there. They, they stop the jet ski, and they can kind of, like, look around for a second and do some brodies or circles and then come back. And I had the same experience when I was in um, Shoestring Cove. They were just, like, cruising by on Esther Passage. And it was just like every three hours, and so now there's like four outfits. So like all the waters got one up on the screen here. All these, you know, the tour. It sounds super cool. Yeah, it but does. But it's also like this is like a pristine area of Alaska that kayakers go to to be quiet, you know. And and it's like the easily accessible stuff for. Well, we had the same conversation on the Clutena Trail race when I went with him and the kids, and I was four wheeling. And there's mm. people biking and walking their dogs oh, and right. having a peaceful, quiet place. And here I'm coming by with the mm-hmm. with the four wheeler, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, this is. I feel like the bad guy. Like I'm here on a motorized thing, and these people yeah. are trying to enjoy the quiet of nature. Yeah, you know. So you go slow and you go around, and you know. I didn't feel bad because my son was driving and he's like learning. Yeah. Um. But after that, I was like, man, I wonder how they feel about right the four wheeler is able to go and it's the same, you know, thing, right. but on the water and the way they manage that one though, right. Are the days of the week. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Th- Sunday so, through Wednesday are the days you can ATV out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the other day. days you, there's a non-motorized. Right. And yeah. so th- that's a nice trade. You know, it is, it is. If you're like hardcore, want the quietness, you just don't ride, you know, Sunday through Wednesday. Yeah. But let's face it. There ain't that many people riding during the week. 
So you get a lot of that to yourself if you're just wanting to bike it. If mm-hmm. you're a weekend warrior, though, yeah, I get it. If Sunday's your only day and you want to go ride your mountain bike, and saw plenty of people out there this last weekend doing that, and uh, I, you're right, there's a f- level of feeling somewhere sort of guilty when you ride by people because you're kind of like, Ugh. it yeah. feels like a disturbance, kind of. But I mean, it's all there for all of us to use. Right. If you respect it, respect everybody both yeah. ways. Um, I think it's it's not a big deal. Yeah. But what's the know? difference between a jet ski and uh, a Lumacraft or a boat? So it's one boat right versus like 10 jet skis so there's that piece they're Mm -hmm. not on like this three hour kind of tour thing that happens you know two or three times a day and then there's four outfits doing it um so and then like usually like when boats go into bays like that like blackstone and they're looking you know at wildlife like they're just cruising slow because that that doesn't happen yeah they don't have to because they're not worried about the depths right all that stuff so it is more disruptive. I mean, I'm not like one of these people that are like, oh, I don't like just gears. I was just talking about that I wanted to get one. I was just merely, you know, kind of trying to point out this other perspective. And it's real. It's real. I mean, the more people that go out there and use that area, the louder it is and the further I go. So when I go out there, I, I'm i planning on an hour and a half, two hours as soon as I put down yeah. the throttle if you're going out for serenity and peace and quiet and nature it just pushes you to go further right um that just brought up a thing are you allowed to jet ski on the kenai Mm-mm. i think no. that has to do the horsepower limit right uh well that and i don't know so you're not even allowed to jet ski on ski lake lake okay you're not. or any of those connectors so i don't um it's because it's is it because it's federal no cause some of it's federal some of it's state so i'm not totally sure but <clears throat> I know you can't like run jet skis on ski lack, but you can like twenty mile. I think you can on yep. twenty mile. Yep. Yeah, because I know there's some boys that have the Luma ski. Yeah. Oh they yeah. Take, yeah. Take that's out. that's Wild West River right there. Yeah, that's, that's airboats. Cool. That's everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get. Look, there's. It's a big ocean, and I feel like if people are going to run a jet ski in the ocean and take that risk, they should be able to do it. Obviously, you just want to hope that they're respecting the the surroundings um you know and and unfortunately it it probably does have an impact on the otters and seals and all the different wildlife and sea life in the areas um but to jack's credit you just gotta push out a little bit further and you know if you're the guy with the skiff you you don't get to go that far but if you got a nice big boat yeah i kind of like the clutna solution where you know you like just as a mountain as a mountain biker like I do not go on trails that ATVs go on. Like yeah. that would be like the sheep hunting thing when you see someone else. I would not like that. Yeah, totally get um, it. So, it, but I have the choice to go, you know, on a Klutna yep. on the days that there's not motorized. So like, why not on Prince William Sound? It's like, okay, Some days. these uh-huh. days are the days the jet skiers can go out mm-hmm. and, and do whatever. And these other days, the kayakers can go out there and go for quiet. Yeah. And, and it seems like then you get both best of both worlds because there's people doing awesome stuff on the jet skis that aren't these tours. You know, they're going out and going fishing or hunting sure, or sure. exploring. Yeah. And those people should be able to do whatever they want still. Yeah. Well, equal use, you know, and there's all that big debate on trappers that are using some of these trails that people go on that they can trap as well as long as there's a certain amount of feet off the trail. I mean, that's a very big touchy subject. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of the same deal where, like, you know what? Everyone sh- should have access to this public land and be yeah. able to enjoy it how you feel you want to enjoy it. 
and the solution sounds like you know certain days for certain activities yeah you know yeah, yeah. strong point so where's this race I, I said what, Homer that? Homer to catch a can. Okay. Okay. You I said anchors there. around Kodiak. Yeah. All right. So it goes Whittier's the start oh. of the new one. And it goes Whittier, Valdez, Cordoba, Chiniga, Seward, Port Graham, Anchor Point, Kenai, um, Williams Port, which is across from um, Homer, across Cook Inlet. Then it goes around Kodiak. Then it sneaks down the Aleutians and goes through um, right before the the main chain. It goes through False Pass and then around to uh, what is that the the Knack and then up yeah to, Bristol Bay and yeah in Bristol Bay and then up into the in the village of Iliamna at the lake. Wow! Oh. That's so all they one finish it thing? off, run up the river. Yeah, so it seems like kind of like a really cool route they've planned. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of logistics, and you got to yeah. think it's like you know, like you do the Iditarod, where you probably got to have your stuff set up in these villages and these fuel spots that you're going to stop oh, yeah. and either stay or camp, and just be logistically ready as your team. You know, yeah. they they're yeah. they're clearly running with uh, with like pilot boats or something probably out there with them. I don't with, know with if fuel a boat or could keep up with these things. Yeah. I'm not sure how they do it. We no, should learn true. a lot about this when they come on. Yeah. Um, so how far is the race? Mileage? Yeah, how many miles do you think that is? Jeez. Man, I, I want to, I just, the first number came to mind was 500 miles. That's a good guess. Uh, but I feel like it's more than that. But I'm going to just roll with 500 because I just, it's like a 500 mile race. I mean, good. I think about like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a thousand. I'm going to double your thing and just see where we're at. Cause really I can't physically doing the mileage on the water is like different on that coastline. And it'd be like, Oh, full year and you get the Fairbanks and then you go there. Yeah. You know? So what is it? The the distance in a flight from Anchorage to Seattle is fourteen hundred and forty eight miles, so almost fifteen hundred miles. Mm. The race is two thousand. Wow. Shit, that's how big Alaska <laughs> is, and that we're just oh playing in this little South Central region. Yeah, that's they're crazy. just kind of like in the Sound down to the yeah. Kodiak, and then punching back up around. That's not a lot. If they went all the way up the coast or went all the way down the chain and back up or something, you're talking four or five thousand easily. Yeah, this is crazy. Wow. Has anyone uh I'd love to know the whole setup of that. Yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna get these guys in God, here and we'll dude. find yeah. out about we'll it. Get them on. Holy it's shit. interesting. It's a lot of people jet ski at Big Lake, but you never see these guys yeah. that are doing ocean stuff, you know. Yeah. My coworker like went out and was like, Yeah, I'm gonna run to Valdez. And he kind of was running, running, running. And he was like, oh, I'm not really sure how close I And then he just rose in right into Passage Canal. Or, I mean, uh, the Narrows. And he's like, oh, I, I think I'm close. And sure enough, he was in, you know, yeah. in the passage and got into Valdez and just had to fuel up and turn around. He said it got real nasty on the way back. And it was something that he probably wouldn't do again with, Dude, I bet you know, with, with the machine he had. And, you know, just got real tight on fuel and, you know, just... There's and there is a lot of guys that actually do a lot of those long, um, like expedition. Would you call it like an expedition type? Yeah, it seems like an expedition. Or 
I, I don't know if that's yeah. Any more of those more. extreme races? <laughs> yeah, just Alaska shit. Yeah, those uh, two thousand cool. miles, Jack. Yeah. Wow. That cool. was good trivia. I liked that one for sure. The the wet dog. That's the wet dog race. Wet dog race. Wet dog race. That's pretty cool. Let's see this yeah, bag. You're Brandon. probably a wet, tired dog at the end of oh, that damn hell thing. Yeah, Holy you are. shit. Yeah. All right. So uh cook bag two point Um for the record I'll start by saying, Daniel, I got my cook bag inspiration from your cook bag. Uh, I think we went out caribou hunting maybe I don't know, probably like seven, eight years ago and um you brought that out for the for the for the uh for the trip and um that thing was the truth had everything we needed i never thought of that i always had the action packer mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of crap in there and stuff yeah. you know you bring a big action packer and ends up like Jeez. half the shit you don't even really need yeah. and just yeah. it just turned into just a mess in there totally. yeah yeah so even though i saw someone joe made like a like a sections mm. in in his action packer so you can have like Mm-hmm. cube sections of different That's things cool. which just doesn't make everything fly everywhere yeah i like that which is so really awesome. i was gonna start with just like stripping mine real quick because i kind of want to like build it from the bottom up sure mm. um because it is intricately packed to support all the equipment in it specific uh so again this is the small north face duffel uh 51 liter uh duffel bag again like daniel said they are not waterproof they're water resistant very durable thick stitching awesome zippers strong straps cool loops on the sides you can throw them on your atv or your meat wagon whatever strap them down it's pretty sweet so you notice i have the folding go coleman stove all right this is the uh, I don't want to get too crazy because it's a greasy, nasty old thing. But this is the two burner that actually folds up almost to the size of one. Yep. Um, now I love the, that stove. I have the same one. Yeah. So the, the only downside to it is that you get, you get a lot of heat loss because of wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they can improve that by if they didn't make that, that grill part where you put the pan on so high. Yeah. Like if they just made it flush. So mm-hmm. thanks to my boy, Bruce Corman. Yep. Mentioned him in the uh, previous podcast. Turned me on. Bruce, to Bruce hit it. Old, old, yeah. uh, old Willie Nelson. Oh, a little wind burn. Yeah, bug. so he kind of hooked me up with this thing where you can actually yeah. like fold it and put it around whatever angle, yeah. whatever yeah. the wind's coming from. Yeah. And that is one greasy, nasty That's, son of a bitch nice. for sure. What They're is that awesome. brand? What is that? Oh, man, I forget. Uh, wind, wind, you can uh, go Wendler, on Wendler's? You can go on Amazon and get those for like Wheelers. four or five bucks. Yeah, and okay. they're they're awesome. Yeah. It's like we, a stainless foldable. Yep. Um, maybe a foot tall and folds out to yeah. It's a ten inches tall. Eighteen inches. Yeah, maybe twenty four. Why it all the, folds well, out and then you can fold it around how you want it. For the wind. However and you want to do it. It keeps the heat in good when you're boiling yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. And and one of the reasons why I wanted to really strip this bag down was because um. So before that, it was foil. Before that, it was <laughs> it was like cardboard or whatever you know, beer boxes yeah. or whatever you could get it. Yeah, the wood, uh, the Utah wood, the Utah did, did wood. Did you buck. find that wood, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Watch did, out with did, this. I thing didn't look for it yet. Oh, you didn't look for? It. I thought you were looking. I for was it that splitting weekend. wood. Oh, I was just asking. I was interested. No, I was splitting wood last weekend. I think Daniel got a couple of nice videos of that. Yep, new hoodies are there. Come get it. We got the. Uh, the that super soft too. navy hoodies with the uh, awesome logo and then the red tree background. Um, go to the alaskawildproject.com. The new hoodies are on there. And the women's hoodies, the women's long dress. That looks nice. Beanies, everything. If you yep. haven't picked some up, that's a great way to support. Uh-huh. Thank Check you. Them out. Price just so right. You, you, 
Everything's out of there. Everything's out of here. So what I wanted to start with is because um, uh, I'm a huge believer in like having some towels around camp, both for like your hands or like someone cuts themselves or just something. It's like good to have towels around. So what I have is um, like a medium sized um, bathroom towel that I have specifically folded. Now, what I mainly like to use this for is that my stove fits perfectly on a Yeti 65 cooler so you can cook on it. Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I'll drape the cooler <clears throat> with this and then put the stove on it so it's not sliding around. Oh, gotcha. So you set this towel down and it holds that that stove down because yeah. you get some meat and a couple pans going and you're bouncing back and forth and cutting stuff. And that goes in the bottom of the bags for so the this, same deal? Yeah, so this goes in the bottom of the bag specifically because it also acts as a barrier for all the equipment going into what is this like canvasy kind mm -hmm. of like rubberized floor. Mm -hmm. Now it's got a reinforced floor on the bag, but um, I like to put the towel down in to essentially line this so that when you start putting your stove and your big heavy pans and all that stuff, it protects the uh, inside of the bag. So basically just for longevity of the of the bag. So I th throw that in. Well, that's good too. Um, if you also get some water in from the bottom, it might sop it up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And mainly is just I've, I've dumped plenty of meals over off the cooler and just like ruined a dinner and just been like, crap, now we're eating mountain houses tonight yeah mm -hmm. um because you know it was sliding non around non-slip towel um so i can throw the 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 fold and go as i pulled it out you guys saw i kind of tuck it over in the side right here um this other cool thing that i do with the towel is that next to it i'll put my uh, <clears throat> cast iron pan in the bag and then i'll line it with another dish towel all okay, right gotcha now you put your uh, let me let me just back up. I have a 10-inch cast iron skillet. Uh, Daniel, you got the two. That's great. This is all a consolidated version of what you have. Yep. Just mini, basically mini me of, of all that. So I go with just the one 10-inch oh, uh, cast iron. Nice rubber I got, handle. Yep, I got the Lodge uh, heat rubber handle. Um, works pretty well. At some point, you end up having to put a, a glove or something on after you've been cooking for a couple hours. It gets yep. pretty hot. Um, just an 8-inch. So, um, so that's a 10 inch. So what did I have? The 10 inch and then I must I think you had a 12. Yeah. 10 yeah. and a 12. Yeah, 10 and oh, a 12 okay. is what you had. Yeah. yeah. 10 is awesome. You can put four thighs in there, two good size ribeyes, um, a, a pack yeah. of wings. Um, man, that's I, perfect for two. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And again, it, sometimes when you're cooking a big meal, you got double batches. So you got to cook, say, yeah. four steaks. You got to cook two at a time, and, and it prolongs the process. Uh, Nonstick, eight inch pan. Again, I saute veggies. Um, I do eggs. Um, I even boil hot dogs and then sheepadillas. Sheep, sheepadillas. You remember the sheepadillas? <laughs> uh, so I'll put that. I'll put that that uh, cast iron in the bottom. Line it with that nasty towel there, and then I'll be able to put this on there. Now like the metal's that. not grinding together, yeah. right? You don't got that scratching up your cast iron or the bottom of your pan. Flap it over one more time. Now I've got like what is like a. I don't even know how many quarts this is. This is a regular uh, size yeah, uh, boil like pot. About a, about a 40 ounce or so. Um, Whether it's MSR uh, gear, Cuisinart. Yeah, this is just a Stanley. Stanley makes really good products, really What's strong, Stanley? really lightweight. Plus, you can put some more stuff in there. I usually will pack rice or whatever in there. It says on the side there what what the the water. Uh, 1,200 milliliters, 40 ounces. Okay, there you go. So about 40 ounces. Um, folds up nice, super lightweight. 
also goes on top of that. So now all that equipment is not actually touching itself and grinding in there yeah. and, and marring up the inside of the bag and scratching itself up. Again, this this prolongs the life of the equipment mm-hmm. in the bag. Right? I like I like the lid on that is flush mm-hmm. and it holds itself in. Yeah. Where I find that my lid sometimes. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. flops off yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. that's like just a little bit more condensed. Great for when you want to like boil and drain uh, mm-hmm. veggies or rice or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, you're constantly doing stuff like that. And then the lid, what's really cool too is that lid folds over the top. Whereas mine, I have that lid and you already have two cast iron, three pan, you know, handles uh-huh. that are sticking out. And then you, yeah. so you have to put it in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I found when you stick this fold and go in this side. It's very tight now. Yeah. You can only fit the 10-inch yeah. pan. And I have an MSR, same exact size, maybe slightly bigger, that has yeah. the pot yeah, with the thing. Yeah. I just never the use reactor it. reactor one? Or? No, it's when I used to use the, um, what's the little uh, burner that we bring? The little tiny one. Uh, pocket rocket? The pocket oh, rocket. Yeah. When I first, years and years ago, I had the pocket rocket yeah. with the little MSR thing yeah. that would combine all of it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never wanted to put that on the fire. Because I didn't want to ruin yeah, that stainless yeah. steel. Yeah, 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 Whereas yeah. this other pot, I don't give a fuck. I just yeah. put it wherever, dude. Just yeah. use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once that one wears out or gets wobbled or whatever, then I'll probably upgrade to upgrade that. Upgrade to that. But that's nice because it doesn't have the handle sticking out and it's yep. compressed. Yeah. Yep. And that was the other. You have nothing about. inside of the the saucepan. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I'll put like another rag or like some rice fun. I'm like just cooking for that night. Okay. I'll like mm-hmm. store the rice in there so it's just ready to just pour water in and go. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'll put like my dish soap in there. Um, mm. Just tr- try to consolidate or put yeah. something in yeah. there if I need to. Oftentimes I'm putting that thing away, not clean as I want it. Yeah, so, you're still so in the I river take it clean home. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm really pretty much just boil water. Yeah. Put a little bit of Dawn soap in there, swish it around, wipe it out with a paper towel, get it home, and then I just pull it out yeah. and hand scrub everything, mm-hmm. which, as you guys can see, I have not done since the hunt. Yeah, these things are right the out the field. <laughs> so what I like to do with my kid is I like to bring an entire – set so that i can actually make a meal for four with plates bowls cups and and eat or eating wear uh-huh. eating yeah. plastic wear yeah. um uh, just backing up a quick little bit speaking of the eating wear that was i used to have a couple of plates in my that top mm-hmm. lid yeah. that fit in there but they just got ratcheted up after mm-hmm. years and years so i oh, need yeah. new ones yeah but definitely plates for four is perfect yeah it's nice and what i actually do is i actually bring paper plates and then I just put the paper plates on top of these plates. I know it seems kind of cumbersome, but I'm already bringing paper towels and, and other materials on a camping trip. I like to bring, um, and I'll actually put the paper plates on top of that and then stuff them in here. Basically so that you're not messing these up and making it nasty, but it gives you like a firm plate to eat off yeah. of or cut meat or whatever. Yeah. Then you just burn the paper plates in the fire at the end yeah. and give those a quick towel wipe and you throw them back in the cook kit so it's just more or less just like a stable eating platform i guess yeah. when you're sitting yeah, there eating nice. on your lap right in that's the middle great. of camp or whatever um i love to bring a stainless steel bowl again kind of nasty um i use this to like marinate meats um i'll cut up veggies and dump it in here if i'm looking to cook up some mm. meat and put it to the side boom dump yeah. the veggies on cook those and then put them back in here finish the meat whatever i'm doing making a stir fry or something just really nice to have a bowl to chop up stuff mm-hmm. put stuff in mm-hmm. mix eggs before you want to make mm-hmm. some some omelets or whatever you know yeah. what i mean it's just yeah. a, a utility like bowl 
Um, one other really cool feature, and this is probably one of the most popular things people ask me about my cook kit, is where I got this little mini yeah. cutting board. And I got it at Value Village. Oh, so nice. I can't tell you where I yeah. bought it, what brand, or what store to go <laughs> yeah. get it. I went to Value Village, and it's actually uh, about half of the assembly of this is from Value Village. But um, sweet little uh, so cutting small, board, perfect. man. I mean, it's just sometimes like you got something you're cutting that's way too big. But if I like to bring asparagus, I like to bring broccoli, mm -hmm. I like to bring onions and tomatoes, and yeah. I'll clean this up. It's a nice surface to cut on. It's clean. Dump them into your bowl. Cut yeah. some more stuff up. A cutting board out there is key. I, like it. I love it. Now they have small ones like this at Fred Meyer's that have uh, like a veggie cutting knife yes. in it. Yes. So Rena put that in it. Like it has the paring knife like that inserted. slides into it. Yeah. Oh, so it'd cool. be like a little slot and then the knife would yeah. slip in here. And uh. I think it's one of those self sharpening kind of. Oh, really? They're pretty too. rad. So truth be told, Rena slipped one of those in here. And we went on the trip, and I pull it out. I'm like, what is this doing in here? She's like, oh, I just thought it would replace that cutting board. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. How much meat's been cut on this board? I was like, I'm going to stuff them both in here, and we'll use your cutting board when you go. And then when I go out and you don't go, that thing's going back in the garage. So, no, no. She's like, well, just replace I was like, you don't replace this. You know how many damn onions this thing is cut? Yeah, no. This cook kit's got a lot of character. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, um, eating stuff. So I got plastic bowls and and. Well, you have the bowls that go with the plates that are reusable, which is yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, these are these are pretty simple. So I'll actually stack them in here together. Um, and kind of just like pack that in there. Gonna kind of uh, goes over the pot. Tip these in here. Um, another really cool thing that I would strongly suggest you add to your cook kit is this really cool compressible silicone. Um, coffee thing uh teapot mm. all right my brother actually got one of these on amazon like 10 years ago he finally got me one actually got me for my birthday one time a full instant coffee kit oh. with creamer different coffees gourmet uh instant coffees and one of these that thing's he's like awesome. Does that have a brand on there kit. um no so basically I'll, the bottom is some one. sort of uh steel or stainless, stainless. or something yeah and then the top yep. is a, a, like a thick rubbery that collapses and it has it's a silicone lid. silicone high, high heat silicone can you body. take that lift, uh, lid off real quick? Oh, oh. Okay, so it's got a pivoting yeah. mm -hmm. handle on it. So stainless steel bottom, high heat silicone main body, uh, high heat plastic handle and base for the mm -hmm. lid. Basically just has a little hinge thing there. You can clip that, keeps it shut. This is a really great way to make quick mm -hmm. camp coffee in the morning with instant yeah, coffee. Yeah. And pro tip with that little grill, the, the, uh, um, the fold and go, Gr uh, grill or um, what do you call it? Over the put over the burner, like the little grill. The wind. No, no like so like the, the actual part. the grate. The grate. Thank you. Jeez, yeah. It kind of elevates the pan or yeah. whatever. Really, kind of half the heat. Uh -huh. So I actually cheat in the mornings and I keep that little um, grill in there, and then I just stick this right on the burner. Oh, okay. If I'm, you know, I'm just trying to make coffee like right now. You know, yeah. and uh, this is something um, if you're putting a cook kit together, uh, we'll get some more information to you guys on this. Uh, if anybody has any what? questions, we'll get some specifics. Yeah. But how much mercury PSI does that? Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Didn't check yeah. the rating I wonder that. how that would do with the wind wall. Like if you put that wind protector shield up like. Oh, that's what I did for years. And it doesn't um, get too hot for that. Oh, with the deflecting it. Um, no, not really. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I may have burned some knuckle hair. With yeah. that stove, I mean, no, but it, it but it won't melt 
with, with the not. windshield up and no, it's no, keeping no, all no. the heat in it won't melt that? No, I've never, no, I've never oh, melted cool. it. No, nice. and I walked away from this one by mistake. Yeah, And, like, yeah. had to come back, like, oh, my God. And it's just boiling water and just making a mess, and that thing yeah. has never, mm-hmm. never failed. Actually worked Sweet. out really well. Um, so with the way this is configured, I can actually slip the propane can just in the front. So that's, like... Yep. Just on the outside of the pan. It's amazing how much you could stuff in these bags. Yeah, yeah the way yeah. it goes in there. Um, I typically will have a set of Coffee two, and cup. I have some for the kids. Uh, I can stuff those in there. Uh, one other thing I've added to it is I got a bag with this got koozies. Um, this is just kind of something I threw together this mm-hmm. summer. It's just beer koozies. Yeah. So anytime you go out, you're all drinking some bullets or whatever. You can all have an individual koozie, so you don't like sip yeah, everybody's you put beer it down. And shit. You don't know who's everybody's who's. got their stuff. I got you know my favorite football team, some Hawaiian ones. Got a little dish soap in there. That's not where that usually is stored. It just happened to go there, so I didn't forget it. Um, let's go into the top bag. This is something that I really really like. So on the lid, you have a. I can't see there. Oh, you have okay. the same little same, like same perforated. Mm-hmm. Yep, net mesh um, bag. Again, this is something for whatever reason can just hold a shit ton of equipment in. Um, got a good set of nice short tongs. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed you had some long ones. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Probably great for open fire cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, this again, this this kit is mainly set up for stovetop cooking. Yeah, have done open fire, but not quite as um, super condensed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's condensed. Um, Spatula, gotta have a spatula, flipping eggs, burgers, whatever you're doing. This is really badass. You can find these at Cabela's and Sportsman's Warehouse. It's like a little mm, that's three and a half, four inch yeah. fillet knife. I, I um, that's I actually used to use the long one. Yeah, they have the same yeah. one that's like this oh, long. Oh, it's a Rapala. They have them in all yes. different lengths. I used to use that as my knife in there because it came with the shield. Yep. And then yep. I don't know what happened. Something so happened to it and I I had it. one of those too, but um the, that little the, one's it perfect. It was so long, it was just like always forcing it. This one's small. I cut onions. Um, I'll even just throw this thing right over the pan if mm-hmm. I have to and, and cut the meat. Love this little knife. I get a sharpen it. Blade goes sharp every time. Another courtesy of Bruce Corman. Thanks a lot, Bruce. Nice. Appreciate word. that. Long lighter. Got to have that. Um, went to... Uh, shifting over a lot more to wood stuff so wood spoons mm. um another really cool thing about this specific wood spoon which is a gal who custom makes these here in alaska um i'll get some information on her I, wife got this like two years ago and I, I don't i forget the vendor but this is great for scraping your cast iron mm. or your pans so because it doesn't it scrape it all up mm-hmm. yeah. wood wood spoon is great good idea yeah um went with a plastic spoon for scooping rice soup um since Rena started coming and out and camping and cooking with me, she makes soups and adobos and yeah. stuff where you want to scoop stuff up. So adopted bringing a cool spoon, um, potato peeler. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's nice. next level. Uh, can opener. You want to there you go. Open a can of chili or something for the kids. Um, I got same similar setup as Daniel does with the. Uh, I think this is just like a cheap Cuisinart uh, knife, but it's got knife. the sheath. Um, you know, I like to have. The fillet knife for kind of like pairing, and then this is more for like cutting bigger items or mm. chopping or something like that. You know, you're cooking those gourmet meals out in the field. Um, got a nice arrangement of plasticware, so sporks, knives, um, spoons. It's a kit that came with this whole thing, so it's, um, you know, just basically, again, for four people to eat. Yeah. You, can, uh, you can eat soup, bowl of cereal, oatmeal. You know, you got a knife, a fork. You got everything to eat. Pretty much anything. Another really cool uh, throwdown was a small Ooh, whisk. Ooh, a whisker. Yeah, for whisking up, throwing some milk in your eggs or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, uh, making up a marinade for your meats or yeah. whatever you're doing out there. So, um, yeah, that's 
Dude, that's a that's, lot in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's the small bag. And I have found a way every single year to refine or mm-hmm. throw something extra in there. Um, for whatever reason, forever, it took me until last year to put a damn scotch yeah. bright sponge oh, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good idea. I, I mean, really, dude? Like, yeah. you can yeah. just take this down to the creek and... Yeah, yeah. Why, tip why it on that me? is cut it up into, like, three pieces. Yes, and keep its nasty bacterial-infested self in its own individual bag would probably be another good one, too. Um, that's a the funny thing, again, about these cook bags. I can only imagine... What's going on in here? But it adds to the flavor at camp. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I haven't yeah. got anybody sick yet. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got some high heat. That's right, man. Cook it off. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, that's... That's a really great condensed bag. Yeah, and I, I, I was excited about this because your bag is like the original bag to me, and I haven't seen your cook bag in a while. Yeah. And I didn't know that you had the grill great and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> some of the items that you have. Um, but... I took a lot of pride in when I prepared mine and I wanted to like make everything smaller. So it was more compact. I just, I'm always the guy that brings the most shit. So, yeah. so if one thing can be a little smaller, yeah, yeah. if I could just, <laughs> and, and I actually complained about this a couple of years ago. I remember telling you like, man, I'm going to upgrade. I'm tired of, it takes me like 10 minutes to get this thing all like packed up, cleaned and packed. And I yeah. got to find all my crap and it's got to all get condensed into this little bag. Yes. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, you know, in the critical moments where I like it just needed this little spot to fit on the four wheeler mm-hmm. or inside the meat wagon or somewhere on the boat, it's always found a home everywhere I've yep. been. And you can stick it this way small. or this way. Yeah. It doesn't have to be yes. flat. I right. just feel like it being smaller was beneficial to yeah. space conservation mm-hmm. on, you know, trips. And anyway, love the cook bag. I thought this was a great subject to discuss. Um, I hope that a lot of people reach out to us with questions or advice on how to build one of these because it's fun yeah. and it'll pay dividends out in the field when you can cook some badass meals for your family and friends. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm going to move from the action packer to one of these real soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's funny. So Eric and his wife, Taryn, um, you know, they got their boat. They've been, you know, getting boats upgrading boats and they finally wanted to put one of these together so oh, Eric nice. called me last year and he's like man i need to mirror match that cook kit i'm like dude come on over and do it well we yeah. never got together to do that but i kind of just gave him some you know of the of the main stuff but yeah. there's little stuff that he forgot he's like ah oh, the cutting board oh, and right. then the towel underneath and, yeah. and like just the little yeah. nuances to the bag that actually kind of are important yeah um, so he's still building his bag, but, um, it'll be interesting what he finds and you're like, Oh, I need that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, what's fun about these things that you don't know. Um, you don't know it all yet. You still are learning yeah, and yeah. like, you like to bring a lot of good food out Yeah, and, and you're like, Oh, I'm going to cook this. Well, now I got to bring this, Yeah, yeah. you know? And then, so I think it's worth it, man. Yeah. It's all about the eating. I definitely have to figure out how to kind of go like closer to your size, but include cooking over the fire. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you there. You now, know, what I sort of great, uh, the, my big grate would probably fit in here, the big round one in Daniel's, but probably not yours. I used to do um, everything in there to include like the paper towels were in there. Um, my grocery bags, uh, trash bags. I have a Ziploc bag that has like various Ziploc bag sizes, trash mm. bags. And well, at the time when you could just get grocery bags abundantly at the grocery yeah, store yeah. before COVID, I saved all of them and I yeah. brought them camping because they were awesome 
for just what, you know, mm-hmm. send it off to the girls to go in the woods and you just had these things and yeah. you just condensed it down into one bag. Um, I now have the Yeti, um, um, shout so, out to Yeti, I love Yeti stuff. Cooler. Yeah, no, the, the, the Camino bag. Yeah. Like it's just like a utility bag. Oh. And it's big, deep bag. Um, I should actually pull it up real quick if we got time. Um, so my yeah, the point, Camino bag. Yeah. You guys stuff all the dry goods yeah. in there. You know the crackers, the the paper towels, which normally I put in here too. Um, all the snacks and the dips and the and the chips and all that in there. And that that bag holds tight and it collapses together. Yeah, right like, there, Jack. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Um, well, it's not on there, but. Oh, it's not. It disconnected. Oh, it somewhere. did. Okay. Um, no. Th- so what's even, what's more ridiculous? I got two now, but because yeah. I realized, well, now I'm taking the family and just yeah. It's nice to put all your dry good foods in one. Yeah. And then put all your utility stuff. So now all the propane, paper towels, trash bags, mm-hmm. um, uh, the foil, the yeah. you know, when we're like really going all out. Yeah, we'll pack one of those full. So I used to have that all kind of condensed in there, and I still kind of do sometimes. Uh, if it's yeah. just a quick overnighter, I'm just going to use a little bit of this foil or a little bit of this. I'll like pack it all on a ziplock and throw it in there because I know I only need like yeah, enough right. for two nights or whatever. I'll still do that, but um, yeah, it's gotten a little bit crazy now. We bring so much shit, but yeah, these. I kind of do the same can't, thing as that. Um, I did that. This one is much more solid but i i use those like recyclable yep the reusable um grocery store bags yep when i'm going out my boat and very yeah. similar to this concept. yeah and that's what we graduated from okay were those and it was me just being impatient and, and overloading them and then going to load them up in the yeah. boat of their truck and then the stitch blows out oh, and then yeah. your food spills and i'm like we need yeah. a good bag yeah and yeah. these came out i'm like oh my god i want one of those yeah, that's yeah. it that's yeah, the solution they look solid super expensive overpriced whatever but i mean how much are they i want to say like 150 oh, okay yeah but i mean it's like i feel like it's a one and done thing it's a durable you've yeah, been bag. using that thing for a long couple, time a couple two years you, now you know? and yeah, yeah i mean it just i don't know i'm buy once cry once yeah right I, I don't do that with everything but with certain things like this mm-hmm. where i know it's just going to get absolutely abused yeah and it's priceless at that point when it just lasts be good for the beach in hawaii or something too. oh yeah we're actually bringing one to hawaii this year nice and the 30 and the 18 there you go full of cider the yeti bag <laughs> or yeah. the, the 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 seal the top hopper. 30 hopper yeah. and then the 18 yeah those hopper. are legit for then and put then them both in one dry bag and it's one bag on the plane on the way in. That's what I actually am going to have to yeah. do. My yeah. my dad actually bought that same Yeti hopper that we have, the, the 30, mm-hmm. put all the frozen fish in there mm-hmm. and ice and took it to Columbia. Nice. Wow, cool. Yeah, just Perfect. checked it, the whole yeah. thing, because it buckles up, yeah. closes up. Yeah, seals. Yeah, yep. and took yeah. his thing badass. all the way there. That's awesome. It's all good. Badass. And now he has a badass bag out there. It's hot all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and you can't find that stuff out there. Oh, There's no Yeti in South America. I don't no. think so. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Jack, we got to get you a cook bag. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm a, I think I liked uh, Brandon's idea of the Salvation Army. So I think I'll like that over the next couple of weeks when uh, the kids and I are rolling around, we'll kind of like cruise into some of like Value Village Salvation Army and see what we can find. Because I think there's a lot of things in the kit that we can go with reused and maybe find, find a Han Solo or a Chewbacca shirt. Yep. That fits five year olds at the same time, and uh, after that, then uh, then we'll have to figure out um, 
what will yeah. make mine different. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I'm going to keep my tripod. So I'll have to go with a bag about your size mm-hmm. that would fit. Well, it's good about the bigger bag is you can fit the plates. You can fit the paper towels. You can fit all those goods that he's starting to put yeah. in that other bag. Yeah. And you can literally put two propane green things in there yeah. and the other thing. It just fits more stuff all condensed into one. Yeah. You know, so instead of having two bags. Yeah. Um, just a little bit more room, but yeah. still pretty, you know, condensed. It's not like super wide or super tall. Right. And I bet you have all this stuff, you know, laying around that most of it. You've been needing a new pot, pot anyway. Yeah, so yeah. you just take your one. It's almost like hoodies yeah, yeah. and camping clothes. Like, all right, well, this jacket's a camping jacket now. Yeah. You know, and same thing with this pan. These tongs are done. These yeah, need to go yeah. in the camping set, you know. Yeah. And so you just have like your camping cookware. Yeah, I have a camping cast iron. The problem is most of my non-stick camping ones are the huge ones. Mm. You know, the like the big like. Yeah, well, that's perfect. What you could find at at Value Village. Yeah, there's probably tons of those little tiny things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. stoked. I'm gonna get one done here. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've been wanting to do is I wanted to upgrade one more pan. Like I want the that non-stick. So I think the one I have is an eight. Mm-hmm. I want the ten. Oh, okay. a little bit bigger. So now I could do like a little bit more yeah. veggies or like yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Where well, when Alexia comes, we <clears throat> have she brings which goes in there too. Is the eight inch? It used to be the top of a pot, mm. but it was also a pan. It's like this really old thing. Yeah, where it's like. It's the top of the pot, or it's a pan. Yeah, it's like yeah. a military. Yeah, and we just bring the top of the yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's a deep dish, like the size of the the big. It's the size of the twelve inch uh-huh. um, thing, Gas but it's iron, like a thinner yeah. one that you can cook a little faster, a oh, little quicker. Cool. You know what I'm saying? High yeah. heat, and it's the non-stick. So she does all the eggs if you're cooking eggs for yeah, you know, yeah. four people. But I do like the single one made to order. You know, the quick two eggs per person because it's just oh, really yeah, quick. Perfect. But depends what you're doing, dude. You're on yep. the Volcano with, you know, 18 people. You don't want to do made to order. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, you want to do the big the big deal. The other advantage of these is, like, you know, I got the arpa on the boat. So it's like I got all these dishes in each one, and I'd love to just get rid of the dishes in both of them mm. and use that space for something else and then just bring this bag that could go to either or yeah and just goes with me i think that that would be a huge space saver and actually like you you just don't want all this shit you know it's like keeping it clean and um so i one thing i did notice is that there's not like a french press or a percolator in either one of these you know I, i i really do the instant coffee the you know, the Colombian Starbucks that you get at Costco. Yeah, yeah. Like we um, brought on the sheet. Like I just, they're so light, so easy to bring. Um, and I didn't bring the reactor, but I normally will boil water in that. Where I like this thing too. Um, yeah. The reactor, I mean, you have coffee in a minute, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I have like the Mondo, whatever it is, 16 cup, you know, The big blue. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I also have a really nice little... Um, it's pl- it's like a high temperature plastic French press um, that I bring when there's just two people, but that I'd have a hard time fitting. I think the percolator or the French press would fit in Brandon's, but the big percolator would have to go to like yours. That yeah. thing's monstrous. It's like bigger than a roll of paper towels. Yeah, it's big, and the, yeah. there's no like bending it or it's just one oh, solid no. weird yeah. piece. Yeah. And you never want to throw other <laughs> shit in there, you know. But I bet if it's the height of this, it's it might be a little bit taller than it's that. Right? Taller it's taller than that. that right? You'd have to yeah. lay it lengthwise. And that's the good thing about these bags is they're, like, not tall. 
mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Where some of these duffels out of the same bag are like this tall. Yeah, Mondo's. Mm-hmm. You know? And the, the durability of it is just, I mean, I, dude, I don't know. I've had this bag at least like 15 years. Yeah, probably. You know? Mm-hmm. And what's They're cool about these is, is this duffel is how this main pocket just opens up all the way. There's no other pockets in there except mm-hmm. this one that holds yeah. a ton mm-hmm. of that stuff. Is dude, awesome. That lid. Yeah. 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 yeah, you saw it. I, I'm glad you asked about the the coffee um, because I, I did want to talk about that. I just didn't, you know, think about it in my little spiel. But I did a percolator in there originally because I love percolator coffee. Mm-hmm. But um, in order to achieve that condensed, you know, yeah, something's got to give. It was like, you know, there for a while I was boiling water in that saucepan. Oh, okay. And then, then my brother got me this a couple of years ago. He had been running this little pot before that, but um, <clears throat> and you can go to you know a grocery store somewhere and get gourmet instant coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that espresso stuff that I I like to mix in the coffee, mm-hmm. and I I get the carnations or whatever that is that's in the little square yeah. box. Which that's another thing we should do on is like a camp coffee kit, dude. I have one hell mm-hmm. of a camp coffee kit. I got like hot chocolate for the kids and tea. If somebody wants some tea, like I have a nice little yeah. mm-hmm. arrangement. Well, the, I think um, a lot of the coffee companies <clears throat> now are starting to come out with those micro grounds, instant ones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know when I was out there the other month or whatever, talking at Barney's, he has the, um, I want to say it's lion's head or something like that. Oh, so yeah. from out here somewhere in Alaska oh, okay. that does it. And then Alaska coffee company, um, mm-hmm. from dudes day. Yeah. Um, she hit me up and says that they're starting to do that oh, too that's mm-hmm. cool. and start making the little packets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the tea style where you let it yeah. steep. And then there's the one where you just pour in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, either way, it doesn't matter. It's still yeah. coming up with a little bit of trash, but really minimal. Yeah. You know? I think, too, when you get to a camp where you know you're going to be there for a while, like, you kind of just adapt to that coffee ends up being pretty good because that's what you have. I mean, I I actually use Taster's Choice, which I used to think was, like, the crappiest instant coffee, Mm -hmm. which it is by itself. Mm -hmm. But if you mix it with this, like, top-shelf instant espresso with, like, the hazelnut little carnation and then you throw that hot water and mix it up and then what splash. brand is it? espresso oh man it's like what is that daniel it's it's like some i want to say it's like colombian or something remember it's like the the glass jar at the green lid yeah. so i'll buy like three of those and mm. then i'll dump them in a in a in a um uh a uh, tub uh-huh. so that they're you know i'm not taking glass out yeah, right. on a hunt but um i'll see if i can find it but anyway you bring that kit with your food, and then with this, you just boil the water, and you're yeah. making coffee. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, the, the the press is great. The percolator, that's all great. And if you get the big bag and you can fit all that in there, hell yeah, go yeah. with it. Well, but, there's one more level bag that I thought I wanted to upgrade to. Mm-hmm. That you know who has it is Johnson, our mm-hmm. goalie. Shout out to Johnson. He has the blue one. I want to mm-hmm. say that is. I want to say this is small, medium, and he has the large. Mm. I bought the large, and I tried to transfer everything over. I'm um, thinking I wanted to bring more stuff. It, to me, it turned out to be just too bulky with mm-hmm. too much loose space in yeah, there. Like, yeah, and then yeah. you just end up with your stuff in it too much. Mm-hmm. There's too much loose space. Whereas with this, it's like everything's kind of snug and tight. Yeah, you know, and you can put everything in there perfect. But he did have oh, like the percolator. Oh, right. oh yeah. yeah, what does that say? Oh, Medaglia d'oro, de oro. Right the there, oh, de oro. Yeah. That's that's the top shelf Gucci instant espresso. You mix in the taster's choice. 
Yeah. Mm. That makes good coffee. The green top. The green top. That ca- Cafe Bustelo is good, too. This Bustelo is good, too. And that's actually really cheap. And you yeah. can get it in the... You can actually get this in the sleeves. Oh, cool. Like you would the Starbucks. Gotcha. Yeah, because remember we were taking that up and we would throw a shot of that in mm-hmm. just in the afternoons just to kind of yeah. give that coffee a little bit more kick. Yeah. The coffee game is getting big. I mean, even yeah. Black Rifle coffee, coffee has their little... It's yeah, important it's to me, man. It's like, it, it, everything. I love coffee. I drink it every day. I'm not a coffee snob at all. Um, yeah. There's a huge difference between like bean coffee and it's come so far, but the instant coffee. I mean, it's good. Like I'll drink it on the sheep hunt for sure. I'll drink it every day. But if I want to sit and enjoy a cup of coffee, yeah, it's not that one. No. no. So no, it's, no, I'm, no, I'm thinking no. about any time I'm driving with a four-wheeler or a boat. And it's not band power. Like, I'm bringing the good, press good or, coffee. Yeah. Or, yeah. or the percolator. Absolutely. On the boat, especially. Yeah. I mean, there's different levels to the coffee game. I was <laughs> I was out on the Kenai one time. Right here. Um, rest in peace to Mike Anderson, the original hot dog guy, dude. Oh. Um, he was a big fly fisherman. And, and I would always, he'd be off Sunday, Monday. I would take Sunday, Monday off back in the day. And we'd be out there fishing. I'd run into him. And he'd run into me. And this dude had the little thing. He made me the fresh, fresh French press. This guy was like a coffee connoisseur mm-hmm. before he was a hot dog guy. And he just busted out this whole little setup. And he's like, I got this from France. And yeah. it was like a little, like stainless metallic, like really heavy. Yep. But it was only like, you know, yep. about this big. And it had the whole little yep. thing in there. And it's it, just so like, the bottom's like, I have those. And that's because the, the man Freddy's, right? They're Italian. Mm, and yep. they're, those are huge in Europe. And so I, we have them and we bring them camping sometimes. But yeah, they're awesome little espresso makers. Yes. The, the bottom's the water. The middle has like a screen where you yes. pack your one shot, yes. and it kind of comes up like a like a timepiece, yep. time glass, yep, up through the up through the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things are money. Yeah, and he had the just the perfect one. He's oh like, yeah, he's like we're we're like I was about to make coffee, and he just rolls up out of nowhere, out of the woods. He's like, "What are you drinking?" I was like, "Well, I, you know, this is what I have over here." Yeah, he's yeah. Like, ah, put that away. Duh. He goes to this raft and pulls out oh, this yeah. little thing and just like got totally and you know something cool. like this, yeah. Jack, one of these kind. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. The Bialetti Mocha Express. So those you can get the one shotters, right? Like that one right there. But you can also get like an eight to twelve shotter. Ooh, nice. Yeah, like the Slightly Mondo. Bigger. Yeah. They're huge, but that would be really cool for like the gold canner or something. Yeah. Then you just bring the and they're pretty fast. Behind. They're way faster than a percolator. That percolator and, takes so long. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I, how, so how many times do we just? All right, it's good enough, and it's just like light brown. <laughs> so uh, the other thing that is like a pro tip, like when you're going on trips with the big people, is like get get into the cold brew. The cold brew coffee mm, is awesome. Mm-hmm, the roasted mm-hmm. flavor doesn't um, overshadow like the natural flavors that are written on the back. It's like oh, it's like a vanilla with a hint of this, and you can actually taste <laughs> the vanilla and the hint of this if you don't boil the coffee yeah. because it doesn't like bring out more of that roasted flavor. Leaves it more mild. And when you make cold brew, it's one and a half to two times stronger. So mm. you can water it down. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then when you're waiting on that percolator, you got a cup of coffee. That tastes really good. Yeah. And you don't got to warm it up. It's just ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Not a winter one, but. I, I'm well, hitting miss on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hitting miss on uh, on the um, uh, percolator. Like every once in a while, I can just make it perfect cook it just right or i like you know let it get to it's percolating and then i turn it down just in time yeah 
like sometimes I like kind of forget after like maybe an extra minute and I'm like, ah, I turn it down. And it's like, ah, you could tell I overcooked it. Yeah. Haven't really figured out like. Yeah. Water level super important. You don't want your water level too high. Yeah. And, and I think like the biggest mistake I make is I overfill the grounds. No one is, but it's like, I feel like who's got this down. I feel like that's part of it. It's like you get a little bit of cowboy coffee in it. Yeah. Yeah. A little Mississippi mud. It it just wouldn't be camping coffee if you didn't. And you don't get the glass, the last glass, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dump that out. Yeah. Just enough to like and the other thing around. I normally have in here that I forgot, which you have the little plastic ones, is like the Yeti metal ones. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Those are awesome. Those stainless ones that just keep it hot, hot, hot yeah. to go. Oh, I the love cup? That. Yeah, the cup. Yeah, one of these? Yeah, that one. Exactly right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that you almost actually put your cup in your coffee and you leave the lid off. You have to. Yeah, because yeah, it'll, it it'll burn your mouth I'll off. I'll pour water yeah. in mine. So I actually. Those and Johnny <laughs> Wag have burned me more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. When it, <laughs> the, yes, I, oh my god, um, these plastic cups to me are perfect because what I'll do, like on the moose hunt, I'll fire up the coffee and I'll drink my first cup in this, uh, so okay. I can pour it and let it like sit cool for quickly. two minutes and then I can start drinking it. Then I'll make another cup in my other to take insulated the and then let that like I'll yeah. make it right out. I'll literally make two cups back to back. Yeah, that I'm not going to drink for like two hours, and I'll drink yeah. one or two of these. Yep. We, we used to have these, uh, the wife and I, and then once the kids have, they have ones that um, have the handle that kind of goes like out like this now, mm-hmm. um, that are kind of the same material that collapse within each other. So you can have four oh, of them. Oh, that's what That I'm is like the about. same thing, because you have four of these, it just takes up so much space. Wow. So they have the one that has the lid that's not attached, so that it collapses within itself, which is really nice. And that's cheap, that's dude. It's like, you know, Fred Myers, you find that stuff. I'm all about condensing that bag, so I have to look into those. Yeah, yeah. Save me some more space. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, any other uh, camp camp stove? If you guys have any questions, or if you want, maybe a uh, a, a, a compile of a list. Yeah, of, I'd um, love to do that. Of what to do that? Maybe we can just pull all this stuff out and be like, "Here's the camp stove. Throw it on the website. Um, things to buy. You know, this is what this looks like on the bigger bag or the smaller bag. Maybe a list of all the things we could put in the small yeah. bag mm-hmm. versus the large bag or medium, right. small versus medium bag." I think I made that list today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. With, so check the show uh, notes. Check yeah, the show notes. It would be fun for you to put yours together yeah. and then, you know, yeah. feel call if you have any questions. Yeah. No, for sure. I will I'll hit you guys up. Yeah. I think uh, this is a, um underrated necessity for an avid outdoorsman who likes to cook good food in the field. Yeah. Get a cook Actually, it would be really, maybe we make one and just do like a giveaway for Christmas. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, mm-hmm. be like, this is yeah. a, and we can get it all cheap. You yep. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. Get it yeah. all under a hundred bucks. Build it, yeah. show you, you know? how to, how to set it all up, have a video, how we packed it. So, you know, how intricate it is to get everything in and yeah, and just ready to fun. go. Winner takes all, take it, the whole bag with be, all the stuff. It'd be cool to do with like repurpose. So if like people that are listening that aren't using like an old bag with a hole or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, some of these old pots and pans, they could give them to us and we can make as many kits as we, yeah. we can oh, based that's on what a really give great us. idea jack um because i just i was telling daniel a little bit ago just a lot of this stuff is things we can find out like salvation army and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i Valley would Village, wear, yeah. i'd feel way better about like buying new stuff you know repurposing yeah. and furthermore i i got my bag off craigslist so oh, yeah. someone else went in and bought this brand new and then i got it for like 
eighty dollars. Sweet. Yeah. And it was like like newish. Yeah. But I was like, man, I'm about to beat the shit out of this. I don't, it doesn't have yeah, to look yeah. perfect. Well, it was red and now so, it's pink. It's been used. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, it survived. It survived a a, a, a enclosed uh, snow machine trailer fire. Actually, that's why it's got that blackish kind of oh, nice. sooty hue to oh, it. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's been she's been uh, on a few on a few adventures out there. That's but great. That's great. Speaking of which, yeah, we're uh, keep it wild with our wild cook bags, right? Keep it wild with the wild cook bag. Yeah, I love it. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. If uh, you haven't gone to the website, go there, alaskawildproject.com, Patreon. Check that out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and stay wild, Alaska. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machine under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com.